The following podcast is for mature audiences only. Anything you hear in this podcast in regards to clips or music, I do not own any of it. All credit absolutely goes to the artist. For anything you may hear in this podcast regarding clips or especially music, it is strictly me trying to promote my love of music and to hopefully send people towards some new music themselves. If you cannot handle anything in this podcast, which which includes anything serious, raunchy humor, raunchy topics, well, I mean more serious topics, or anything you cannot handle, this podcast is not for you. Sit back, relax, enjoy. Let's rise again together. The revolution is televised. Oh, what do you guys want to talk about? In a big week. It's been a big week in the world of professional wrestling. It has been a big week in the world of the WWE. It has been a big week in the world of the rock, in the world of the people's champion, in the world of the great one, and in the world of the most electrifying man walking God's green earth, daddy. It has been that kind of week. And to quote the legend, one of the rock's heroes, what's causing all of this? Woo. It's been that kind of exciting week. Pro wrestling is exciting once again. It's been decades. Pro wrestling is cool once again. It's been decades. Pro wrestling is undeniably exciting once again. It's unpredictable. It's disruptive because of one man, and that is The Rock. Because The Rock came into pro wrestling came back to pro wrestling, a business that The Rock loves, an industry that The Rock was born into, took professional wrestling, turned it on its head, disrupted the shit out of it, and it will never, ever be the same again. And it feels good. It feels so damn good. And whether you like The Rock or you don't like The Rock, it doesn't matter because it feels good. Pro wrestling is back on top. And it feels good. It feels good. But you know what? You know what? Here's the thing. You know what doesn't feel good? Well, The Rock will tell you what doesn't feel good. What doesn't feel good is all the bullshit that The Rock has got to deal with. All the bullshit that the people's champion has got to deal with. All the Cody crybabies out there still running their mouths that The Rock has got to deal with. All the jabronis in the locker room still running their mealy mouths that The Rock has still got to deal with. Cody cry, babies. <laughs> Take a look. You know who is my favorite wrestler right now? It's Cody Rhodes. Do you know who I hate and I fucking despise in this moment? It's Dwayne Johnson, member of the board of directors of TKO. I hate that man right now in this moment not as a person right now obviously but as as a a wrestling fan watching the product the person i want to boo 
The person I hate the most is Dwayne Johnson, board of directors of the WWE and TKO. That's who I am angry at right now because I am looking at the board of director that came in, used his power to take this opportunity away from Cody and put himself in the main event at WrestleMania 40. That's how I look at it right now. So you see, this is the level of absurdity and bullshit that The Rock has got to deal with. The Rock doesn't know who that guy is, but he knows what he is, and that's a goof, an idiot, another pro-wrestling Cody crybaby jack-off idiot who thinks he knows everything but doesn't know shit. The guy is sitting in his basement with a bathrobe and a Cody Rhodes t-shirt on, and he's talking about how much he hates The Rock. You don't give that guy a podcast, you give him a straight jacket. How much he hates the rug. You hate the rug, you hate the rug. It has nothing to do with the board. The rock will get to that in a second. It has everything to do with common sense, you idiot, you goof, and to all the Cody crybabies who are grown ass men who think you know it all when you don't know shit. You listen up to The Rock right now. It has nothing to do with the board. It has nothing to do with the fact that The Rock owns everything as it relates to The Rock, the people's champion, full ownership, which means The Rock is the boss. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with common sense. Let The Rock drop some gospel on you. Here's the common sense. When Roman Reigns, years ago, dropped the words, head of the table, those words were specifically and solely set up and created so one day Roman Reigns, the champion of the WWE, would come face to face with his cousin, The Rock, the people's champion, and together, combined, they will make the biggest WrestleMania of all time, the biggest match of all time the biggest match in the history of professional wrestling when roman reigns said those words that's why he said it because that is roman reigns story that is the rock story at one time that was cody rhodes's story but it was last year and what happened last year at wrestlemania what's what's the uh, What's the technical term? It's oh, he shit the bed. That's what happened. And then the rock comes back on January 1st of this year. It's a big year. You know it, and the rock knows it. It's an exciting year. You can feel it in the air. You can feel the mana. 2024, we're gonna kick it off the right way. The Rock goes out there in front of that crowd in San Diego, California, and said exactly what he promised he was going to say because we had an agreement. And that agreement was The Rock was going to go out there and he was going to test the waters. And he was going to see how the crowd reacted. Where should The Rock sit? You remember. Should The Rock sit at a booth? Hmm crowd didn't know where I was going. Should The Rock sit at a bar? Oh, bigger reaction. Yeah, The Rock loves a bar because The Rock loves him some tequila. Or 
should The Rock sit at the head of the table. that night exploded around the world exploded and just as sure as a rock has chills on his arm the world exploded because they knew after all these years they were finally getting the rock versus roman reigns the biggest wrestlemania of all time And what happens? Cody Rhodes, he wins the Royal Rumble. Fair and square, works his ass off, and he wins that Royal Rumble, baby. Yeah, he's going to WrestleMania. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. The Rock was happy. But what happened? The Rock called Cody Rhodes, had a conversation. But it was a conversation that a few have had with Cody Rhodes before. Because Cody knew the biggest match of all time was looming. The Rock talked to Cody and said, Cody, you know, you love this business. The Rock loves this business. You were born into this business. The Rock was born into this business. Roman Reigns was born into this business. The three of us born into this business. You know, Cody, you got the biggest WrestleMania main event of all time. Right here, you have an opportunity to bring this business up to places it's never been before. You can always, with all due respect, finish your story another time. You agreed. You agreed. Rocket stings. But I agree. It stings. But I'm a team player. It stings. But I want what's best for the business. Good man. Good man. And then what happened? In Birmingham, Alabama, a city we selected because of its rich history, and we knew we were going to make history. It was your job, Cody, to introduce The Rock, thus setting up the biggest main event of all time. And what'd you do? You did exactly what we agreed on. Brother, you introduced The Rock, and that place went crazy. And The Rock came out. And he dapped you up, he pulled you in and gave you a big hug. And I whispered something in your ear. Let's put on the biggest WrestleMania of all time. Let's do it for the American dream. Let's do it for the soul man. And I gave you a hug, you hugged the rock back. And what'd you do, Cody? You walked out of that ring on live TV. And you turned back and you looked at The Rock. And instead of looking at The Rock saying, yeah, go get him. Let's make history. Instead of that, what'd you do? You gave The Rock a look. And it's the same look you gave the world. Like The Rock went out and ran over your goofy ass dog. That's the look you gave. Like The Rock ran over your goofy ass dog. Then sometime, from that moment on, 
until Las Vegas, you changed your mind. You know what? That's no problem. You can change your mind. You have that right. And The Rock accepts that. Everybody has a right to change their mind. The Rock accepts it. You changed your mind. But here's what The Rock doesn't accept. is how you did it. I'll say it again because it's important to all the Cody crybabies and all the goofs out there and the idiots who still complain. Cody, you had a right to change your mind. You won the Royal Rumble. But what The Rock doesn't accept is how you did it. Saw you in Las Vegas. Saw you in Las Vegas. Saw you backstage 20 feet away. Rock dapped you up, gave you a hug. Did you say anything to The Rock then? Hey, Rock, I got something on my mind. Yeah, tell me about it. Hey, Rock, I got something that's eating me up inside. Cody, go ahead, tell me about it. Let's walk over there. Let's talk in private. Come and tell me about it. Did you say any of that? No, you didn't say a thing. But what'd you do? You waited until Roman Reigns walked out there and announced he's facing The Rock. Then The Rock went out there, showed the entire family tree, proof of the most dominant family in professional wrestling, in entertainment, and in sports in the world, and accepted Roman Reigns, accepted the challenge, blood oath, and we were gonna put on the biggest WrestleMania of all time. What'd you do? Then you came out and you interrupted. Hold on, hold on. it was um you said it was bullshit yeah it was bullshit you could think it's bullshit brother not a problem but you know what you really screwed up it's when you talk shit about my family all the cody crybabies no he didn't no he didn't shut your mouths you talk shit about my family. What'd you call them, Cody? It's not a family. They are nothing but lackeys, but yes men. They're goons. And you spoke about Roman's grandfather, and you spoke about my grandfather, the great high chief Peter Maivia. If your grandfather was here, if the high chief, his grandfather, was here, They'd be ashamed of you. I did to you, Cody Rhodes, in that moment. What I would do to you a million times would just slap the taste right out of your mouth. And then what happened? What happened? <laughs> the rock embarrassed you in front of the world, boy. Slap the shit out of you. You had it coming. Talk shit about my family again. Said it to you then, I'll say it again. I'll say it forever. Talk shit about my family again and I'll be worse than that. But then what happened? Your new best friend. You got a new best friend. How about that? You got a new best friend in the walking clown show known as Seth Rollins. What did Seth do? The Rock slaps the shit out of you. Seth steps to The Rock. <laughs> Rock pushed him back, gave him a little love tap. Ah, 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 ah. Get back, get back, boy. You don't want any of this. The Rock doesn't know you. You don't know The Rock, but you don't want to know The Rock in that way. This is none of your business. 
The Rock doesn't know Seth Rollins, never said a word about Seth Rollins publicly, privately, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The Rock has no idea. The Rock has no idea why this man is getting in our business, but he did. And not only that, but then he just can't help himself. Like a lot of the jabronis in the locker room just can't help himself and start talking shit about The Rock. Take a look. Yeah, he's going to open his mouth. He's going to run his mouth. He's going to say the same crap he's been saying for the last two decades because he can't come up with any new material. Um, but the bottom line is, and I've said it before, he's just, he's an afterthought. This is our story. It's our era. We built the last decade of WWE, this Elimination Chamber show, WrestleMania, the biggest ever. We built it without him. So he can come in, he can get what he wants, he can take his little piece, and then he can go back to Hollywood and do his thing. Because we got this thing, but we don't need you, big guy. <laughs> you don't need The Rock, huh? Rock, we don't need you. You don't need the rock. <laughs> if you were a little smarter, Seth, you'd realize how stupid you sound. Let the rock drop some gospel on your goofy ass. You need the rock in ways that you can't even imagine. Here's some gospel. You think when Ari Emanuel, the rock's good friend, the rock's business partner for decades, the rock's lead agent. Someone who The Rock looks looks to like a big brother. You think when he goes to sit with Netflix across from Ted Sarandos, The Rock's good buddy and business partner, sitting across from Bella Bajaria, The Rock's good friend and business partner at Netflix, you think when they're inking, when they're signing this $5 billion deal for the WWE and Netflix, do you think that Ted and Bella is saying, hey, Ari, when WWE comes to Netflix, is Seth Rollins going to be champion? Do you think that that's what they're asking? No, they're not asking that, number one, because they don't care, and number two, they don't know who in the hell you are. You know what they're asking? Hey, Ari, we'll sign this $5 billion historical deal. Never before. But one question. Where's the people's champion? One question, where is the man, The Rock himself? One question, where's the man who has the most watched film in the history of Netflix, The Rock? Where is he at in this whole thing? Ari looks at them and says, he's locked in for life. He's locked in for life. Director of the board owns everything as it relates to his name. He's locked in for life. Signed, $5 billion. So, Seth Rollins, you understand now how much you need The Rock? Uh-huh. You understand now, right, boy? And you keep running your mouth. You keep running your mouth, Rock. You find some new material, Rock. Find some new material. Is that right? Okay, well, The Rock has some new material for you. How about this? Here's some, here's some new material for you, Seth Rollins. How about this? The Rock sits at the top. Director. TKO board, not WWE, but TKO, which means The Rock is the boss, which means The Rock is your boss, which means The Rock owns everything, The Rock, everything associated with The Rock, the people's champion owns it all, which means The Rock is your boss, which means, Seth Rollins, if you keep running your mouth and sticking your nose in the bloodlines business, then that world title that you have around your waist, very soon, very soon, The Rock will make that title go to somebody else. Read between the lines. 
Yes, the rock just blurred it. Keep running your mouth, sticking your nose in the bloodline's business. This is between the rock and it's between Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. That's it. Stick your nose where it doesn't belong. The rock guarantees you. And the rock has built a career on doing everything he has said he's going to do. The rock guarantees you stick your nose in our business. That world title that you have around your waist will go to somebody else. It will go to somebody else. And there's two things you could do about it, Seth. Nothing and like it. You keep sticking your nose in our business. The Rock and Roman Reigns are going to beat your goofy ass right back to the circus with the rest of the clowns. Cody Rhodes, for you, the Cody Crybabies, for your new best friend, the walking clown emoji himself, Seth Rollins, and to your goofy ass dog, The Rock says this, you all are advocates of Cody finishing his story. It's so important. Cody Rhodes, you took something from The Rock. You insulted my family. You took something from The Rock. You took something from Roman Reigns. You took something from the millions and millions and millions and millions of the real fans who wanted to see the biggest WrestleMania event of all time. You took it away. You took it away. Now you're gonna pay. Cody Rhodes. From the bottom of my heart, man to man, fuck your story. Glendale, Arizona, greatness is coming. Friday Night Live, SmackDown. Dallas, Texas, greatness is coming. You are on deck, March 8th, greatness is coming. Memphis, Tennessee, March 15th, The Rock is coming home. Give you some mouth! What The Rock? Let's go get him.
What is going on, everybody? Thank you so very much for joining us right here on Russell Empire. This is episode eight. And as always, I am joined by my badass co-host, the one person I would not want to do this, or I mean, the one person that I want to do this podcast with over anybody else. He is one of my people. And as always, and even then, he's way better than Aubrey Edwards and Will Washington. We're <laughs> joined. You know where I'm going with this. I you do, know, I do. You know where I'm going with this, but I am joined by my brethren, Absolute Alan. Alan, let me ask you this to start this off for today's introduction. Do you think um, the AEW official podcast is a little too cheesy? Oh. Uh. Nah, I mean, I like it. I don't listen to it all the time, but no, I gotta respect them. Yeah, but they're more, they're they're on that uh cheesy cheesy side of uh keeping it <laughs> keeping it with AEW, I guess. Yeah, no, they they really are. So I was listening to um the Revolution preview last night, and I gotta tell you, man. I mean, look. I appreciate what they're trying to do, but it was a little too cheesy for me. Where it's like, oh my God, I'm so excited for this match. Oh my God. Like, yeah, we get it. We get it. You're fucking excited for the match. Like, give us some fucking analysis for God's sake. Give us some predictions. You don't do that. You know? Yep, yep, yep. I guess they had to keep it. uh, I have no idea. I'll let them do them. Well, Luckily, on here, like how JD, Jesse, and Andrew Vedala do it on Off the Script, we give honest feedback and predictions. But uh, in all seriousness, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, just getting ready for, uh, I mean, it's Revolution Weekend, so it's pay-per-views shaped not to be probably one of the, the best ones, like a tell everybody, you know, it's probably going to go down as a pay-per-view of the year candidate. So far, yes. So it's far. looking good. It's looking good. No, absolutely. And um, you know, uh, unlike last week, where the matches were very, very predictable, I can honestly say it's safe to say that the Revolution card is a much different story. So, dude, I'm looking forward to it, man. I wait. agree. I agree. I agree. I can't wait for Sunday. Oh, dude, it's going to be fun. Luckily, I'm off as well. And you're off on Sunday as well, right? I am. I am. Good shit. Good shit. We'll be able to take notes for next week's episode. But, uh, dude, as always, it's good to see you. You want to start us off? ROH New Japan as usual? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. So um, a little bit on the on the Ring of Honor side, continuing with the, you know, the, the women's... Uh, Television championship tournament. The quarterfinals should start um, this week. I haven't gotten around to watch last night. I do believe that there was two matches: uh, Layla Hirsch and Red Velvet, and Green Queen on Manada and Taya Valkyrie. So I'm gonna go back and watch that. I did catch a little bit of Johnny TV and Dalton Castles. Who won that match? Going on. Um, Johnny TV won it, so they have possession of the boys. Oh, no! Oh, man. So, I like where this is going. 
back in uh I can't even tell you what year they did a little program like this with Dalton Castle and Silas Young, where Silas took the boys to make them men, and they had some great vignettes. It was a great, it was a great, it was a great feud. So I'm hoping they kind of uh, lean towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't wait to see where that's going. Of course, this is all leading up until their pay per view WrestleMania weekend. Supercard of Honor, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Supercard of Honor. So you know, that's coming up in 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 a month's time. So uh, I'll be looking out to see what kind of programs are going to be running. Um, now I believe Athena's going to probably defend her title. Probably. Kingston's going to defend his title. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd imagine the Undisputed Kingdom's going to defend theirs. Bullet Club Gold's going to defend theirs. Um, I did hear that. Uh, during that pay-per-view, we're going to get some stardom uh, Joshi wrestlers to come out. I uh, heard Azumi's going to be there and Mina. Those are the two, probably one of the two best uh, Joshi wrestlers that stardom has. Mm-hmm. So I really look forward to them coming. Hopefully it's not a one-time deal with them. We see them at that Ring of Honor pay-per-view and hopefully we see them in AEW coming right. out next month. Hopefully so, man. Hopefully so. I mean, right now, you know, I mean, obviously within the next couple of weeks, we're expected to see Mercedes debut in Boston. Um, You know, some returns are coming soon. Jamie Hayter, maybe MJF, which I want to get into that um, here later on on episode eight. Um, because did you hear those rumors that he might be coming back for double or nothing to begin the payback storyline against Samoa Joe and Undisputed Kingdom? Yeah, I heard, yeah, I heard maybe Dynasty in April whenever they do that little uh dynamite show. Mm -hmm. Heard that around that time, so we'll see. I think it's gonna be a great year for for AEW as far as um, you know, wrestlers coming back from the injuries. Speaking of that, MJF feedback. Hopefully we see um, Kyle O'Reilly come back. Um, as far as the women, I think the women's going to be the big thing now with just uh, with the new creative team with Mercedes coming in. Mm-hmm. Hopefully Britt's ready to go. She says she is. Hater. Wow. Hopefully Hater comes back from injury. Uh, Serena Deeb is looking good on collision. Thunder Rose are looking good on collision. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Tony Khan just did an interview talking about Camille, uh, who was the who's the longest reigning or who was the longest reigning NWA Women's Champion there. If they get her, that's a big pickup. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mixing in the uh, the stardom the stardom women in Japan, I think uh, AEW is going to have a strong uh, year for the women. The uh, I team. absolutely agree with that because right now I think we're a little long way off from that being the case for the men. Um, Now, one thing I do want to say, and when it comes to the women is I was reading this morning um, predictions for revolution and, um, and I'm sure we'll be getting into depth on this later on when we do our preview and then our predictions. Um, as much as I'm excited to see Mercedes come in in a couple of weeks, um, I don't know if I want to see that storyline just yet um, with her contending for the title. Um, 
I still think there are stories to be told in regards to the title with, you know, um, Tony Storm and then Jamie Hayter and then um, Tony Storm and Mariah May, where Mariah May basically will have had enough of being neglected by Tony Storm. What do you think? Yeah, I, you know what? I mean, I think, I think we might see Mercedes capture a New Japan title first. Mm-hmm. Maybe win back that title from Julia since she's, since she's leaving, and then probably put her in some high profile matches uh, leading up to Double or Nothing. And and really, I don't. If anything, I don't see her getting into a, maybe a program until maybe later on in the summer, and maybe doing a big match at uh, All In. Yeah, Wembley. Um, yeah, I could see that. You know, I but could... they could definitely put put the belt on her, and you know. And and I'd be fine with that. I think she'd bring up. I think she'd you know elevate that women's division by putting the title on her if they wanted to do that the first night she's there. I'd be mm-hmm. totally fine with that. Um, but you know what? I I think they need to build that up. Maybe maybe lead into all women's pay per view or maybe a all women's dynamite or something like that, and maybe mm-hmm. make it special, especially with all the women they're bringing in. Absolutely, Diana Perrazzo, mm-hmm. um, Mariah May. Uh, the ladies who are getting ready to come back, uh, Jamie, of course, um, you know, Britt, you know, hopefully is due back sooner or later, you know, but I know she's having issues with her back right now, which God bless her, man. I really hope she's doing okay, but I'll take anything as long as we go get Soraya and Ruby Soho. That <laughs> that whole fucking thing with the outcast and all that bullshit God, kill me now. Like, it was starting to get on my fucking nerves. You know? Seriously. Um, Let me ask you this in regards to the women as well. Because, look, when Mercedes comes in, it's going to be a very big fucking deal. Okay? It's going to be a massive deal. I mean, this has been talked about for the better part of a year and a half. Really... Ever since Forbidden Door last year, you know, the word has been heating up. Mercedes, you know, is going to come to AEW. And, I mean, they wouldn't put it in Boston if, you know, Mercedes wasn't coming, you know? I agree. I mean, there's a reason why it's called Big Business. Um, It's the reason why it's in Boston for the first time. You know, I mean... It's because they're getting. They did that with CM Punk at the Last Dance. Um, you know the 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 one thing about AEW is that they're not really good on keeping those secret secrets. <laughs> no, uh, no. You know, but it it brings the hype. You know, it's. I think you know that that uh, Dynamite after Revolutions or was it two next week? No, two it's week? it's it's a thirteenth, right? Yeah, March thirteenth. Uh, um, that's going to be in Boston. Yeah, like that's the big one everybody's ready to see. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, so I'll be honest with you, and then we'll move on. Um, There is a couple of quick WWE things that I want to discuss with you today. Um, You know, obviously, we went over a game plan earlier. um, But um, I want to ask you this. Do you think, with all the struggles, because look, We still love AEW. AEW is awesome. But I'd be lying if I sit here and said 
that it wasn't struggling just a little bit. Do you think Mercedes would kind of give that a little bit of a boost? Yeah, uh, definitely. I think Mercedes and Okada, they're all going to bring a boost up um, to AEW. Absolutely. They're game changers. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it's still to be determined with Okada, what he's going to do when he first comes in, which obviously we will discuss that you know, on a future episode of Russell Empire here in a couple of weeks, um, you know, as we get past Revolution and then heading into Double or Nothing season, possibly Dynasty in April. Um, let me ask you one more question, then we're going to move to WWE for a couple of things to discuss. Um, and then, of course, we're going to we're gonna do our Revolution preview and uh, picks. So, what I wanted to ask you, do we have any update on um, if Dynasty is going to officially become a pay-per-view in April? I heard it's going to be coming. I heard it's going to be the 21st. Whatever the 21st is of, of April. April. That's, what, that's what it's going to be called. Okay. Why the 21st of April? I cannot even tell you. I don't even know what date that is. That's just what I've seen. It's a, it's a Sunday, so it's a pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. I think I that's mean, part of their nine pay-per-views that they want to be doing a uh, a year. Yeah, no, no kidding. Um, but seriously, like we said many times before, we'll say it again. If they're going to expand the 12 pay-per-views, they have to do the fucking streaming deal. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay every single fucking month for each individual pay-per-view, you know? It's just fucking ridiculous. So that's one thing Tony needs to um, get his shit together on. But um, what is your response to that real quick? And then I want to get to the two WWE things. I mean, I agree. I mean, I'm going to pay for them because I just like watching them. Um, but um, yeah, definitely. I hope, hopefully Warner Brothers kind of gets their streaming stuff in, in order. Uh, I've, I've been on Max recently. And they are now putting out basketball on there. So they're doing the live streaming for the sports. So mm-hmm. hopefully they can cut a deal with um, with AEW and get some of their shows on stream and get their pay-per-views, kind of like how the, the WWE had their network. I think, right. it, I think it will help out. I mean, definitely bring more eyes to the product because if you have Max and it comes on one day, you just watch it. It could, you know, draw some new fans. So hopefully they do that. Like I said, if you're paying... I don't know how much Max is. I get it for free through my phone deal. You know, mm-hmm. I, probably hundred bucks a month a year. Which you know what? I'd rather spend that than buying than spending, you know, five hundred dollars on every pay per view. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's the last fucking thing we need. And I still gotta pay off my credit cards. Uh, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, I mean, hopefully Warner Brothers and Tony will get it together and we'll have a streaming deal by the end of the year. You know, that's what I'm praying. The next announcement that Tony Khan has to make is a fucking streaming deal. There just cannot be any more waiting on the streaming deal, you know, because, you know, I'm going to miss that time in AEW's history where they just had a selected amount of pay-per-views a year. You know, it had time to build the stories. It had time to build up hype. 
for the matches. And, you know, obviously some things have to change. But, you know, like, I just I just think that would be stupid, you know, um, to have to have us pay $500 a year to watch every single fucking pay-per-view compared to, you know, the 100 bucks a year we could spend on a full year of Max. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, and going to that nine, nine pay-per-views a, a year, a, I think AEW has enough talent where they could split the roster where you're not going to see you know, the same matches every month. I think they can kind of do how WWE used to do it with the Raw, Smack, Small, Raw pay-per-views and SmackDown pay-per-views every other month. And then mm-hmm. the big pay-per-views have both of them. I think they could do that. Um, and maybe do like a collision pay-per-view and a dynamite pay-per-view. I can see that. Uh, definitely uh, will, would allow the storylines to run, you know, an extra month longer um, from there. So I think that's what they do. I mean, they already have the layout pretty much. I know Tony Khan talked about having nine pay-per-views for AEW and then the three for the Ring of Honor. He said that that's probably a good mix right there, which would give you the 12 pay-per-views a month. Um, so, you know, and then having probably alternate championships and uh, in, in matches on, the, on every pay-per-view. Of course, I think that All In, um, Double or Nothing, would probably be the two, you know, and then probably... Revolution and Full Gear will be the ones where they all come together. Um, and then I Forbidden Door is always going to be New Japan, AEW, CMLL Dream Matches. And then, of course, Wrestle Dream will be that probably that New Japan and, and AEW Dream Matches again. Right. So basically, like a second edition of Forbidden Door, but instead yeah. it's Wrestle Dream. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I could see that. Um, if they were to do that, um, you know, make it specific. I mean, look, obviously, I mean, I know you're going to watch the Ring of Honor pay-per-views. I don't really care. Now, I'll care when Ring of Honor lands a TV deal. Hopefully, you know, then maybe I'll care a little more, you know, because I want to be able to see some of the talent that they got going on in Ring of Honor, you know? I mean, once upon a time, Dark Order was performing more on uh, Ring of Honor than Dynamite or Collision. I mean, for fuck's sakes, they had a story with uh, the Righteous, you know, where Stu Grayson turned on them, you know. So those three Ring of Honor pay-per-views, I mean, eh, with me. But when they go to 12 AEW pay-per-views, they they seriously got a fucking... Get 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 it get their shit together and get us a fucking streaming deal. You know? They they, they have to. I, yeah. It's taking so long. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think you know, money's tight right now. Uh it the streaming deal is just a better better deal for the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you'll get more people to watch it, I believe. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and just with the popularity of AEW and the stars. I definitely think that they could probably land some sort of deal to kind of, you know, push that into the streaming realm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what actually, speaking of that, there is um, one last thing that um, I was actually listening to this morning. 
uh, when I was listening to JD and Jesse on Off the Script uh, talking about, um, you know, the the new ranking system. So um, you you've seen the new ranking system, right? Yeah, I've seen it. I haven't seen any recent, um, the recent one yet. I've, but I've seen it on, on, you know, when it first came out. Okay, so I have a quick thought, and then tell me what you think, because I want to hear your opinion on this. Um, and I was listening to JD and Jesse this morning, and they made a very good point because this ranking system that Tony Khan has for AEW right now is a little questionable for me and probably a few others. Um, First of all, the champions, I feel, don't need to be in the rankings. They weren't necessarily in the rankings the first time. Um, What would you think about like a separate ranking for each? Um, AEW World title, um, TNT title, um, like a division, kind of like what TNA did once upon a time. Oh, you could do, huh? You you could do that. I mean, I, I see where you're going at. I I know. Um, I'm pretty sure that. I mean, but then you'd have to have the wrestlers going after that title. So then you'd have you know okay if this wrestler is going after the TNT title, they can't be in the records for the for the world title because then that's going to confuse people. I think that's why they just keep all the men and women's together and mm-hmm. then the tag teams. Um, but of course you're always going to rank your champions one and two. So I can see like the world champion being the number one spot, the TNT's number two, of course, global could be three. And then you go down with your, you know, your contenders after that. Right. Right. So basically kind of like a mortal combat esque. uh, ranking system for the titles is that what you're yeah saying? yeah let me go and let me see the rankings real fast let me see if i can pull it up yeah because the rank because i kind of see like some differences with this ranking system and then the last ranking system that they did when they first started they don't have i'd have to go look for it i don't see anything with the ranking so far no, you're good. If anything, we could just look it up later. Um, I just wanted to hear your thought on like separate divisions for each. I mean, look, I get it. You're trying to fight for, um, you know, the world title. Everybody wants a shot at all the major titles, like the world title, the TNT title, which I think is a good number two to the AEW world title, especially with what Christian has done. You know, and then the the women's title, the TBS title, the tag titles, the international titles. Because, like, something has to be done for some of these titles that, you know, are rarely defended on AEW programming. I mean, Eddie Kingston hasn't really defended the Continental title. Um, the Acclaimed haven't defended the fucking trios titles in months. You know, like, I get that they were out, but it's like, what the hell are we doing here? You know, like, why do you think that is that some of these champions haven't defended these titles in months? I think it's just, uh, it's just, a, a, you know, a bloated roster. You don't have so many uh, storylines that you can, you can kind of fit in. Um, 
you know, I think I think what really needs to happen is I think they need to put their champions in respective spots. You know, if Bullet Club is there are the ROH titles, then keep them on ROH only. Same thing with the Kingdom. If the Kingdom's the ROH World Title uh, Tag Team Champions, keep them on Ring of Honor. I think uh, with only you know what is it five hours of programming, yeah, they can only fit so much storylines into each uh, division. I think you see like you know of course right now Sting and Darby is going to be the top one because it's Sting's final match. Absolutely. Samoa Joe's going to take up some time, um, so you know they eat up that. Um, of course, Christian. You know, and Christian will kind of kind of rounds out rounds out that dynamite. Well, Christian's more of a collision. It's really I think it's really Orange, Sting, Darby, and Samoa that kind of run the storylines in um, in uh, dynamite. Dynamite, and then you have Tony Storm, Julia Hart, Christian, and Eddie Kingston that run the collision uh, overall champions, and then you have of course your partnerships so you're going to push that cmll um on dynamite and so forth and then you try to get you know the contenders to fight i, I think that there is um you know i think there i think there's just too much to pack in in a, in a five-hour time slot mm-hmm. uh, you know ww if you really look at wwe they don't really they don't, they're not really storyline they're storyline s because they only have one or two storylines going at a time, and then you have the rematches after rematches after rematches. Right. When you look at AEW, there's actually storylines involved, but you kind of have to follow them every week because it's always something different. I mean, you see Daniel Garcia and Christian Cage storyline. Well, it was him. It was first. It was Daniel Garcia versus uh, Adam Copeland, and then it was you know him coming out to come save um, whenever Nick Wayne fought and all of them. So they, they have it going on. Right. You're not seeing the same matches. So it's either they need to add a third hour to Dynamite and Collision, maybe have a just a, a show, uh, no, another online show. I think they, have to, they need to figure something out there um, to add. Right. And honestly, if they did an extra hour of Dynamite and Collision, I wouldn't be mad. I don't think it's going to be as boring as a three-hour raw, um, just because yeah. they can keep the pace. They can keep the pace up. You know, I would love a three-hour dynamite or a three-hour collision. I could watch another hour of AEW or another two hours of AEW a week where I'm not going to be bored. Absolutely, no, I could not agree more. I mean, you know, and that's one of the things that a lot of people, you know, myself included were worried about when it came to Tony Khan, you know, signing all of these wrestlers. Like, look, I get it. You're trying to be the new kid on the block. Um, You know, you're trying to be like the next best thing. And at the time when WWE was being ran by Vince McMahon, um, you know, you're trying to be the alternative, which, you know, to this point, AEW has done that. I will admit that. I will also admit that there are still good storylines currently in AEW with the best one, hands down. And feel free to correct me here in a minute. You know, the best storyline right now is Swerve and Hangman. They are the new Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. You know, considering the fact the two hate each other 
It is a personal vendetta, especially on Hangman's end. Um, you know, you have that. You have Roddy in orange, which I'm very invested in. Because uh, right now, Roddy is the star of Undisputed Kingdom. Like, we haven't seen Adam Cole in nearly, like, almost a fucking month. So, I totally agree with you. But right now, I feel like on other storylines, like um, FTR and Blackpool Combat Club, that that's kind of lacking the story. Now, the match on Sunday is going to be fucking incredible. But I feel like the match is lacking a little bit of story. Because obviously, you and I can both agree on this. The best story in all of wrestling right now is Cody versus The Rock and Roman. Don't you agree? Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, if that if that's your if that's your if that's your tea, um, yeah. I per like I said for me, I I like like I'm not a Cody guy. I like him, of course not. Um, <laughs> I like him, I like him, but you know what? I just think it's dumb for me. I think they I lost that storyline once he came out and he gave his spot to The Rock and then he took it back. I I for me that just took me out of the whole storyline. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm not really even looking forward to that match. I'm just like, eh, whatever. Uh, for me, um, my storyline is, 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 is Swerve Hangman, uh, Joe. That's where, that's where I'm trying to, that's where, that's where I'm putting my attention to. I think they captivated it. We've all, we've now seen the double turn. Yes. You know, yes. I want, I want to see where this is going because I can see so many outcomes. I can see. You know, and and again, that's what I love about AEW. It's not predictable. I can see Joe winning the match. I can see Hangman winning, turning heel. I can see Hangman winning, turning heel with the butts. I can see Swerve winning and being the the the, the face champion. I think there's so many options that they can run with. Of course. Uh, and I'm not mad with any of those with any any of those outcomes. I think any of those outcome outcomes are gonna work. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that's what captivates me. You know, I think you know if you're talking about the biggest storyline in WWE, then yeah, it's probably going to be the Cody, Cody Ro- uh, Roman Rock thing. Um, you know, mm-hmm. but again, Cody's going to win. There, there's, you know what? If the day after WrestleMania, if we're talking about, you know, yeah, they they let Cody get pinned again, you know what? I'll be shocked because there's, I don't think they're going to let him lose twice. No. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna have him. You know, he's not gonna win uh, the Rumble three times in a row. No, I think that, you know what? That's pretty predictable that Cody's gonna win. Um, you know, now the storytelling. Now, if they, if they follow what the, if they listen to the fans and they do the whole rocks uh, swerves Roman, then that makes it more intriguing. Um, but you know, again, I think it's too predictable at this point that yes, I do know that Cody's gonna win. Um, and then you know, let's just get to it because you know what, I've already seen the Cody verse one time in AEW, so you know, let's just get to the second Cody uh, Cody verse here and then move on and see you know what happens after that. A- absolutely, no, I could not agree more on that one. Um, now look, by no means am I. S- Again, sitting here saying, you know, that WWE has 
better storylines than AEW. No, 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 no. That's not, that is personally not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is like right now, um, there are still intriguing storylines and unpredictable storylines in AEW, but like these story right now, other than Swerve Hangman and Joe and, you know, Sting and, or Sting's last match, which, you know, obviously we're going to break down uh, later on. Um, the story, obviously, although too predictable, is Cody, Rock, and Roman, because it's setting up to be like what the, excuse me, just ate a buffalo sandwich. Fuck. Um, so, um, you know, although it's predictable, it's setting up to be like what Daniel Bryan was back at WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans. Do you remember that? The whole authority storyline? Yeah, but this is nowhere. This is the poor man's uh, deep right storyline. Yeah. It's, it's not organic to me. They're they're forcing Cody down your throat. Um, it's not like it's not like uh, Cody gave his spot spot up to the Rock, and then organically people started chanting for Cody for for weeks and weeks, and they had to put him in there. This is he he cried about it once. He gave it to the Rock, and then a week later he took it back. It's it'll, it'll never be the D right. The the no as much no as, it, it, as, it, it, it you're you're right. As much as WWE wants it to be, that's what they're going to try to get it to. But I think the drones, the people who just want to troll, just to troll, are going to say it's the D. Bright storyline. But I think if you really look at it, it's they're forcing it down the throat of the fans. Yeah, no, no kidding, no kidding. Um, I'm I'm glad you also brought that up. So we're going to transition. Um, for a little bit over to WWE. Speaking of Cody and The Rock, um, did you see that Instagram video that The Rock posted earlier today? Nah, I haven't. Wa- I saw it, but I haven't watched it. I know he he's called. He was he was just clowning him again. Um, but yeah, I, I saw it on the internet. I saw people talking about it, but I haven't uh, watched it fully. Okay, so without giving all of it away, because I want to. I want you to watch it uh, for yourself and then, um, you know, we'll discuss it uh, sometime within the next couple of weeks before WrestleMania. So we kind of got a little bit of an explanation as to why Cody did that. But well, yeah, because he said he said, like, I, 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 I let you do it. And then I gave the fans what they really wanted. It was something like that. Right. Yeah, where he's basically trying to tell his side of the story. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that. I thought somebody explaining that on 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 X earlier today that he that he let he let Cody have his moment or whatever. He's letting mm-hmm. the fans have his moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, while The Rock told his side, I think Cody's going to tell a different side of the story because. He kind when I was watching it before we went live um, here a little while ago, um, I kind of sensed that like maybe The Rock abused his power, but he's going to make it sound like oh I didn't abuse my power. I tried to convince him, you know, like we were born in this business. Like give me this main event against Roman Reigns, boy. Um. I think we're going to hear a different side from Cody. I think tonight 
And if I'm right, we will definitely be leading off with this uh, next week um, when we do episode nine. But I can see it being like a Rock telling his side of the story, Cody telling his side of the story about how the Rock abused his power. What do you think? It could be. I mean, is Cody scheduled for tonight? He is scheduled to be there tonight in Glendale, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll do something tonight. Like I said, I'll have to go and watch. I'll have to go watch his um, his video he did. Cody just tweeted out the, the whole, I ain't watching all that. I'm happy for you, though, or I'm sorry that happened. So he just tweeted that out a little while ago. So I'm pretty sure it's a long, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a long, uh, a long video of he's doing that. Um, oh, oh he, he, after what Cody just said, um, you know he's definitely going to respond to what The Rock said. Uh, I can already see it happening tonight. He's not scheduled to wrestle. You know, he obviously challenged Dwayne to a match, I would assume, at night one of WrestleMania. Do you think we get that match? No, nah, I don't. I don't think we do. I don't think they're gonna have Cody wrestle twice, unless there's a stipulation where it's like, okay, if 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 I win, then I get the match or whatever. Then they could do that. But I don't think they're gonna have a. I don't think they'll do a Rock Cody night one, and then because then you're just you're taking away from either Seth or you're taking away from Bailey. I mean, they can do that. Let 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 the fans turn on them, but I I don't think they will. Like yeah, you're, you're gonna take away from either Seth main eventing or 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 uh, Bailey main eventing. Yeah, and you know that match against Drew McIntyre, which you know we'll discuss sometime within the next couple of weeks. Um, that match is also going to be a highlight of this year's WrestleMania. Um, but then why would Cody challenge The Rock? Let me ask you that. To look cool. To look cool, I I, oh. I had to ask you that. It was kind of a rhetorical question. Yeah, I mean, that you, you he has to. I mean, you you can't you can't get get slapped by him and and then challenge and then not demand the match. I think it's kind of like, man, you got to man up. You're gonna have to challenge him. You know, um, I guess it depends. I mean, it's twofold. Let's say that they're working together. It's all part of the plan for Cody. If they're not, you know, it just sets up a match, you know, down the line for, you know, another big, uh, for, you know, another big match to have, you know, the rock, the rock and Cody fight. So, I mean, it's, it's a two, I guess it depends on where they want to head for that storyline. I can see um, that. Mm -hmm. Yep. No, no, I, I totally was not thinking about that. I mean, they, this may be a ruse to throw Roman off of his game and to kind of play mind games with him without him even knowing it. So, I mean, look, if we do get that match, although I don't want it to be robbed from Seth main eventing night one or Bailey main eventing night one, I mean, I'm not going to argue with it, but I could, but I could very well see it. Um, you know, being all a ruse for now to get, um, you know, Seth or Roman to think twat to to kind of not see it coming where it was all a ruse, you know? Yeah, I mean, look, if you're gonna if you're gonna 
played up like it's all you know my thing is if they're working together then you need a you, you might as well go all out you might as well have a fake fight you might as well do this and that just to make it appear to roman that you know you're on his side so you know if it is if it is them working together then obviously they got to challenge each other and do something um i don't see them having a match anytime before wrestlemania just mm-hmm. because again wrestlemania is a month away they're not going to put that card on a, on a on a on a raw on a, on a on a free show that's a that's a pay-per-view caliber matchup absolutely um, and then again i don't think it would but the my thing is it doesn't make sense to have that matchup if Cody's the champion and you're kind of following that bloodline, unless they're going to have the matchup to split Rock and Roman, you know, later on to have their feud. Yeah, which you know that if Rock turns on Roman, that feud is coming next year, which, you know, if that were the case, if Roman were to finally lose in Philadelphia this year, Oh, the Raw and SmackDown afterwards is going to be very, very interesting. Will Roman be vengeful, you know, go after Dwayne? Will Jimmy and Solo and Paul Heyman all turn on him? So, I don't know. It's going to be a very, very good WrestleMania season. You know, if it's me, I'm letting Cody win the belt, and then I'm having The Rock beat him to be the new champion. Oh, just, just to start that storyline with Rock and Roman. Oh, what? Let that happen. I'll be. I'm down for that. What? Why the? Why does that view need the fucking belt, though, dude? Why? It just makes because it's the belt. It's the that's the feud. If you're gonna feud for something, you got to feud for the for the number one spot. If you're the if you're the head of the table, you got to be the champion. That that's just the way I figure it out. If I'm if I'm head of the table. I'm head of the table with the belt. I'm not, you can't see you're the head of the table if you're not the champion. Well, then they both need to go after Cody. They both need to go after Cody. That's how I feel. If 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 they're gonna put the belt on Cody, then I need the Rock to beat Cody for the belt at no. SummerSlam, and then let Rock and Roman feud for the belt to WrestleMania next year. No. Let, let it happen. No. Uh, if, if, if that's not the case, then I need, I need Roman to pin Cody in the middle of the ring this year again. Oh fuck you! Uh, no, no, I'll five star. I'll five star that one immediately. You catch me on my on my socials uh, right after night two, claiming the, that's going to be the match of the year. Ready? If Rock pins, if Rock, if Roman pins Cody, cleaning the ring, that's my match of the year. Just mark it down. <laughs> AEW's finished. Oh no, 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 no. Okay, we're you and I are gonna have to have a conversation. God damn, dude. No, no, there there is no way in hell Cody's gonna lose twice to Roman. You fuck. I don't know, I don't know why. I, I just feel if they're gonna do that rock versus Roman storyline, it has to be for the belt. Otherwise, it needs to be for the the control of Jimmy and Solo, I guess. Maybe they can do that. They can do the whole. Hey, whoever wins is the head of the table. They get the they get the boys as their uh, their prize. Hey, I'd be fine with that as long as it's not for the fucking title. Yeah. Roman doesn't need the title anymore, brother. He doesn't. I need, I need five more years. I need I need Roman to be the number one guy. I need him dude. to have the belt longer than San Martino. Ten years, dude. Dude, no, 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 no. 
that would turn off a lot of people because a lot of people will get sick and tired of seeing Roman, 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 Roman. You know, no, you, only see, I, you only see him like twice a year. Let's continue. It doesn't it. matter. It doesn't <laughs> matter, dude. The reason why it doesn't matter is because didn't once upon a time Roman said that he hates part-time champions like when Brock Lesnar was one. Oh, but wait a minute. Now Roman is what he said he hates. Why? Hey, once you get that, hey, like you said, he's part-time. He makes more money than a full-time. That's the way to go. Oh, that lucky son of a bitch. Once you get the up, you have that money talks. Well, hopefully one day we can build that up with, you know, State of the Real Union, Wrestle Empire, and many more projects I'm trying to think of. But we'll see, but we'll see what happens. It's gonna be a good WrestleMania season. Um let's move on. Um, because other than um this next one, which you know where I'm going with this, um there wasn't a lot of noteworthy things in WWE this week. Um, who's challenging Gunther for the IC title, in your honest opinion? Uh, Gable. You think so? Yeah. I can see it. I can see it. Especially after that uh, meeting he had with Adam Pierce on Monday. Yeah. I can see it. Yep. I can see it. Is he the one that ends uh, Gunther's uh, Intercontinental title reign? I can see them giving him this moment. Um, you might as well. I mean, what what is he number number one or number two longest held holding champion now? Yeah, IC champion. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's number one. Yeah, let let's give it up. His run's done. Let him move on to something else. Um, you know, let Gable win it. If 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 he wins, if Gunther wins it back from him, that's that's fine. And they can give it to 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 Jay, um, but yeah, I think it needs to either be Gable or Jay that that wins it from him. What about Sami Zayn? Eh, I mean, he's all right. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, everybody, not, they like not? him. They like him. I don't. I'm not really. Uh, I I was never really a fan of him. So I mean, but I'm not. I'm I'm not gonna. I'm not going to complain if, he, if they put the belt on him. I just don't see him. He's not in the. He's not in the program right now, in a bigger spot, I guess, right. to to win it. I think his time's already came and gone. Wasn't wasn't he IEC champion at some point back in the day? Who? Or what was the U.S. title? Sammy. Yeah, Sammy was the United States champion. No. Okay. I think he was Intercontinental. Was champion. he? He was something like that. I mean, at this like. You know, at this point, I don't. He doesn't need a belt. I I wouldn't put it on him. I think he lost his uh, shine after uh, last year, whenever he lost to Roman in his hometown. Yeah, that's um, kind of true. And he's on the. Old, I mean, you know what? He can still go, but I I think you need to put the put the belt on uh, somebody new. Uh, you know, give give that sh- give give that to Gable. I think mm-hmm. he's a, he's a he's a workhorse. You know, he's done his time. He's shown that he that he can get the crowd behind him. Absolutely. I think they, you know, they lost that again. He's the same thing as Sammy. He lost that shine whenever he lost in his hometown. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if you're gonna put the belt on him, that would have been the best time. He hasn't really done anything, you know, big to to get that belt. Right. You know, Mine is giving him his WrestleMania moment. Um, mm-hmm. But then same thing with Jay. 
You know what? The best time was to put it on him, what, two weeks ago? And whenever they had Jimmy Scrim out of the belt, you mm-hmm. kind of just lose that shine. Um, you know? Right. At this point, you know, they could put the belt on anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a mid-card belt again. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, I, and I think what happened was they kept it on Gunther too long. Yeah. I think he should have beat that number one spot. And then he should have lost in, in one of those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe one of the two times against Gable. Yeah, because like Imperium's doing their thing with the New Day. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. You know, Gable's back. You try to get the spot at WrestleMania. I think I think they should let him get that number one move. Let let him let Guther take a little rest and then push him into the main event hill row for the belt after WrestleMania. That's true. Um, yeah. So again, you know, but it's not too late. Maybe he loses it at WrestleMania, and then the night after, you see him challenge, you know, Drew or Seth for the belt. Yeah, or maybe Cody. Who knows? I mean, look. Let let me let me say something in regards to that real quick. So, I I think it would be perfectly fine if he challenged for the World Heavyweight Title, but. If the plan is to keep Drew as a heel for a little while, you know, it doesn't make sense to have a heel versus a heel unless they plan on turning Drew babyface, which, you know, inevitably we're going to get the match and the story between him and CM Punk. So why not give Cody his first real challenge, you know, should and more than likely Cody wins the universal title from Roman. Don't you think? Well, I mean, you, if Cody wins the universal title, he's going to uh, SmackDown. Yeah, no, that's true. But I mean, who could challenge him? Because I mean, Cody? Again, yeah. Who could challenge him? Should he win the universal title? Um, I don't know who's, who's I don't even know who's on SmackDown. That's uh. Randy Orton, Randy. Knight. Oh, maybe LA Knight, AJ Styles, probably. Yeah, there could be a program um, between or a storyline between him and AJ. I mean, there will definitely be a storyline between him and uh, Randy. You know, I could see that happening, considering they have a history. Yeah, I mean, again, that that's why it just makes it weird for me to have Cody win the belt if he's a raw guy. Hmm. Um, because I would say you know he's like he's a raw dude. If he wins the belt, he has to go to SmackDown. There's not really any feuds there. At least with Raw, if he wins, you have those feuds that are already can you know just move on over. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, that's true. But I mean, look, even if Cody were to win the Universal Title, you know we're gonna see him on both shows. I mean, let let's let's be honest here for a second. So, you know... You think so? I mean, Roman's done it a few times. Don't you remember? I mean, yeah, but only a few times. It wasn't, you know, every every week. I think you'd... I think that if Cody wins the Universal, he's going to stay on SmackDown for the majority. Well, maybe so. And, I mean, Roman's done the same thing, you know, but the difference is Cody will appear on SmackDown every single week compared to Roman's um, 
compared to Roman's um, few appearances that he makes a couple of times every couple of months. You know, I mean, I'd be fine with that, you know, because I mean, look, Roman has challenged or Roman has had challengers from both Raw and SmackDown, you know, so I, I don't know. I don't know. The world, the universal title picture is complicated. Um, but, you know, either way, it is the title in WWE right now. You know, Drew is challenging for the secondary title. Um, but let me ask you this on another note regarding that. If you, if you had to pick an opponent for Cody Rhodes other than Dwayne, other than Roman, um, should he win the title at Mania, who would your first opponent be for Cody if you were in creative? For Raw or SmackDown? Either or. It doesn't Either matter. or. Pro- probably Randy Orton. Maybe. Maybe AJ Styles. I mean, again, it's, it's hard because he doesn't feud with anybody. Who, Cody? Yeah. Did anybody he it, it'd have to be a it'd have to be a smack it'd have to be a, a raw guy but even then he's not really he's feuded with him he's not feuding with anybody he just fights random matches drew mcintyre um the usos i mean if anything it, i would just do a rematch with 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 roman again because that's really the only person he's feuded with like his only serious feud other yeah than, that's other than that it's just meaningless matches yeah. I mean, if anybody, it would be Drew McIntyre because Drew McIntyre has has a uh, a win over him. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, should uh, should Drew not win the world heavyweight title from Seth at Mania? I mean, I could see that being a feud between him and Cody for the Universal title. You know and. I guess Cody's going to defend it, you know, because he's going to be a fighting champion should he win, you know, to give back for all the time that the Universal title has not been on TV, you know? Yeah, I mean, I can see that. Again, though, it's it's the whole, uh, it's the whole, it, it's a SmackDown title. Are you going to really take two of the biggest stars on Raw? I don't think USA would want two of their biggest stars to go on Fox. Mm-hmm. For the majority, um, so yeah. I, guess, I guess we'll see how it plays out. Maybe they do a draft. Yeah, which I mean, usually after WrestleMania, it's around it's like about yeah, it's about that time again. So you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So you know, like how we did with AEW twice, we'll make our predictions for WWE draft for like future rivalries, fantasy booking. You know, hashtag fantasy booking. <laughs> Um, I'm going to move on to another thing, um, and I'm going to let you have the floor for a second while I go get a water here in, in a minute, because uh, my throat is kind of fucking dry. Um, did you hear the story about Matt Riddle and the cocaine? Oh, uh, from his, uh, Ariel Horwani, uh, interview he had? <laughs> yes. Well, I'm going to let you have the floor, uh, talk for about, um, for as long as you want, um, I'm gonna go get a water. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? So, so I mean, my thoughts are, you know, that's what you expect from Matt Riddle. I mean, he if he's not smoking, he's partying. So, uh, 
Apparently on the Ariel Harwani show, he did an interview where he talked about his departure from WWE, and he said he got busted twice um, <laughs> for, for, for partying too hard. But he was saying that he got busted twice back-to-back, um, and he knew. I mean, he knew what was going on, so he kind of figured he was going to get cut earlier than he did. Um, you know, cocaine's a hell of a drug. I guess that, that that's the that's what I can say. Uh, I think I think he was ready to go though at the at this point. Yeah. Um, you know you don't you don't get busted for 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 a drug, then go to rehab and then out of the blue party again, and then get busted for it without wanting wanting to kind of push your way out of it. Um, you know, Matt Riddle. He's he, he's a good wrestler, mm-hmm. um, absolutely. You know, uh, I think he'll excel in um, in his indie shows. Well, I'm not even say indies. He'll do good in New Japan. That's more his style. Of, mm-hmm. You know, with the MMA background, I don't know how they do the drug testing over there. Um, I'm sure they're not gonna let him. You know, snort lines <laughs> all the time. I'm pretty sure they have a drug policy. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, being on New Japan Strong, where he's not gonna be on the road all the time, he doesn't need to do that. I mean, he has a kid coming with his with his new girlfriend, or mm-hmm. it, it's about to, or he already has it. Um, so with with him being an MLW, which which is kind of like TNA, where they film, you know, once a once a month, and then they kind of show it on TV throughout the weeks. Same thing with New Japan Strong. He'll be off the road, so his body will be able to handle that. Hopefully, the rehab has helped him out. I know he's got yeah. back to the you know into the MMA gyms, and he's working that out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a champion now. He's the he's the New Japan TV champion. So hopefully, that kind of helps him be like, dude, stay away from the drugs. Let me concentrate on the wrestling. Um, yeah. You know, and we'll see. I've seen him. I saw him whenever he was doing his uh, the indie shows with uh, man. I can't even remember what where promotion it was. Uh, Evolve. I saw cool. him San Antonio with in, in Evolve. So before he signed with with WWE, always been a good always been a good wrestler. Hopefully, he's on the straight now. I mean, he know he's gonna smoke weed. That's his thing. He ain't stopping that. No, he, no, you know, he even said in the interview that WWE allows them to smoke. They allow their wrestlers to smoke marijuana. So you know, let him let him do that. Let him let let that help him relax, calm his nerves, and then stay away from the hard stuff. And I think he'll be fine. Yeah, no kidding. And by the way, kudos to you for the whole Rick James uh, reference. <laughs> Holy shit, uh, man! I I am now having that. Um, scene stuck in my head where in Chappelle's show it always cuts back to the real Rick James and he's doing the whole cocaine's a hell of a drug and then he's just doing the fucking laugh every time oh man I, I love Chappelle's show Chappelle's show is the fucking greatest oh my god um, but in all seriousness um, look I am glad that Matt Riddle is thriving in New Japan. Um, hopefully, um, 
you know, like you just said, they're going to allow him to, you know, do pot, you know, because I mean, look, for some people, maybe pot is not the greatest thing, but for others, you know, it helps them relax. And, you know, I don't want to get into the whole nitty gritty about pot and all of that, obviously, you know, because we're not trying to be political. But, you know, if it helps him, you know, and I got to give kudos to WWE for allowing, you know, their the wrestlers and all the men and women to be able to do that. I don't I don't know if AEW does that. Does AEW allow uh, every wrestler in the company to do pot as well? Do you know, I mean, that? I'm pretty sure they do. It's it's legal in some states, so you really can't be like, oh, you're suspended for doing something legal. As long as I'm guessing, as long as they have a marijuana card, mm-hmm. medical marijuana card, they're they're free to do it. I want to say I heard in a in an interview back in the day that they were allowed that that was that was part of the allowed list. Um, you know, I don't know. My take on it is as long as you're not doing it. Before the show, where it could, you could hurt one of your, where you can hurt your opponent, you know what? After the show, go ahead, let it, let it relax you out. You know, I, I think that's way better than doing um, painkillers. Absolutely, and probably healthier at that point. Absolutely, I mean, fucking painkillers or opioids. You know, I remember after my thyroid surgery last year, I had to take a. Uh, narco um, to help me recover, you know, because it fucking hurts so fucking bad to swallow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm I'm part of the you know what do what you want to as long as it don't affect me I could care less. Well, no, of course, but I mean like me personally, I don't do that every day. Um, unlike some people, <coughs> mom. <coughs> I'm I'm sorry, I had to do that. <laughs> I, I I had to do that because. Of other reasons that I'll tell you about later off air. Um, what do you what do you want to discuss real quick? Um, and then we'll get to um, our revolution preview, which obviously you know it's going to be a much different conversation than what we had for elimination chamber last week. You know how the I mean I guess the, the two bit the the two biggest bits of rumors that I've been hearing is that they plan on having Okada come out next week. I don't know if you heard that Ooh. on Dynamite. They haven't they haven't pinned in. It's not 100% confirmed that he's signed, signed, but they've said that he's pretty much signed, signed. And they're looking at next week already bringing him in, um, which will be a big, you know, pay-per-view mm. Dynamite. Uh, you know, I guess Dynamite after Revolution, mm-hmm. if he does come out. Um, that should get some heads turned, I think. You know, it'd be a good time, time to refresh, get ready into that double or nothing season. Um, mm-hmm. I've, that that's a big thing. Have you heard um, about the CMLL guys having uh, visa problems? So yes, um, I did read a little bit on that story um, about how um, right now, because of that situation, um, Mox. Claudio, Brian, and then possibly Wheeler, Yuta are all going to have to go down to Mexico to continue that storyline. 
Um, what is the update on that though? Because I haven't read anything on it since the initial report. What What do you heard? So what I've heard is that you know all those CML guys are 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 behind. They're about to get their visas pulled. Um, it's not an AEW thing. It's more of a CMLL thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just because visas are you know trying or hard to get um, in the first place and it takes months. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've heard people. I'm not not anybody in an official role, but you know, people saying, "Hey, might as well just have some dynamites in in Mexico." Um, no, I think that'd be. Idea. I think that'd be pretty cool. I, they have an arena already. They could use. They could use. You know, Arena Mexico. CMLL owns that arena. They mm-hmm. built it, so it is for wrestling. They only do shows. Um, they have the Super Friday show. Um, that that's the live show that CMLL does on Fridays. And then they do, I think, uh, I think they do like a Tuesday show, Super Tuesdays. So they could mm-hmm. run a Wednesday show if they wanted to. I'm pretty sure Tony Khan could get it on the cheap. They could mm-hmm. do a mix of, of you know, dynamite matches and CMLO matches. I think it would I help. I think it would help strengthen, um, strengthen their, you know, their 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 working agreement together. Bring some new eyes on on AEW wrestlers from. In, in Mexico, and then bring in some eyes on Mexican wrestlers for the United States. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if they if they do choose to do that, I'm not opposed to it. I think it'd be pretty cool. Uh, and it's and and it's Mexico. They love luchadors there. I mean, they've pretty much sold out that whole arena um, for their for their Friday matchup with the, whenever the BCC goes down there um, at the end of at the end of uh, March. Mm-hmm. You know, sounds like a good idea to me. If they can't get that in order, definitely would help out. If they can't get that within the next couple of months, right. know, let them let them run a show. Let them run one or two one show a month down there to get to get them into you know Forbidden Door. Depending how long it takes to get their visas, um, you know, I think that's the that's the big thing coming out of uh, AEW and CMLL relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an exciting time right now. Again, it's WrestleMania season, so we are going to get a bunch of uh, indie shows popping up um, in mm-hmm. Philadelphia coming up at the beginning of at the beginning of April. I know Stardom's going to do a show down there. Uh, GCW Game Changer mm-hmm. Wrestling is going to have their you know they're going to have their events going on there. Joey Janela is going to do his Spring Break uh, indie show. Um, mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna have the clusterfuck battle royal. Yeah. Um, you know I, I I'll watch all those. It's gonna be a you know I remember one year during WrestleMania season. I think whenever they were in New Orleans, I was I was watching wrestling at two in the morning because they were having shows at two in the morning, Damn. and then you know wake up and watch it at nine o'clock, ten o'clock because they had some shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know I think I think those are the those are the those are the big headlines coming out. Of course. With New Japan, they have their New Japan Cup going to start um, next week. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have their New Japan Cup tournament, which should be which should be fun to watch. I'll keep everybody updated on that. They got of their course. two they got their two big shows in California and Chicago coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, Jack Perry, including Jack Perry. Yeah, Jack, Jack Perry's going to be in Chicago, um, so that's going to be big. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of tie-ins with AEW uh, mm-hmm. coming up. Um, you know, I think again, it's going to be it's going to be a good time. Hopefully, with WWE, 
we see a, a good WrestleMania, maybe Which a re- reset. I know for them, they had a little interview. Um, they're hoping to get a spot for. I guess it's Raw. Raw's gonna be Raw doesn't have a doesn't have a um, a place for like the last quarter. Uh, uh, once they leave, um, once they leave USA, and mm-hmm. I, I think they leave in September, October. Mm-hmm. They don't have a they don't have a network for for three months before mm. they hit with that Netflix deal. So I know there was talks about trying to get them on a network for the you know that little quarter. So hopefully we see something soon. Yeah, no, they'll be streaming I, somewhere. Yeah, no, no kidding. Especially you know for the future of WWE, which you know obviously it's all gonna take effect come as we get closer and closer to WrestleMania. Um, speaking of Forbidden Door, though, um, have you heard the rumors, uh, have you heard anything on where they're considering hosting this year's Forbidden Door? I mean, they were talking about uh, Arthur Ashe being Arthur, Forbidden ooh. Door this year, so. Hmm. Yeah, I-, I would be fine with that. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, that'd be, that'd be a big, a, a big deal. I mean, they always do good for their, uh, Archer Out Stadium shows in uh, September so definitely could do that you know for a pay-per-view yeah no no kidding especially for a unique one such as Forbidden Door um you know so I hope they make it at Arthur Ashe Stadium I mean there are so many other places that I think they can do it um I even think that they could do it at the uh, at Madison Square Garden. I mean, not that it would happen, but you know, a man can dream. You know, I mean, I think they definitely could fill for Forbidden Door. They could probably sell out Madison Square Garden. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Ring of Honor and New Japan did it whenever they came and did they did their uh, their their collab show there. Mm-hmm. Um, AEW. Uh, a a collab with AEW New Japan and CMLL probably could definitely sell that out easy mm-hmm. for Absolutely. a Madison Square Garden show. Absolutely, and I mean, if everyone starts to come back as the months continue to go on, I mean, that could, dude, that could potentially be an even bigger and better show than All In, you know, for the second year in a row in London. I mean, I don't. I mean, just just my opinion. I mean, everyone has their own opinions, you including. But like, I don't know. A man can dream. You know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. Um. So I keep saying, um, you know, one more thing, one more thing before we get to the revolution preview. I'm just trying to buy a little. I'm trying to see here. Um, trying to think of one more thing that could at least take up ten minutes, and then we could do. Our revolution predictions. Um, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Um, do you got anything else um, noteworthy that we should discuss? Mm, how do you, so? This is off topic. So how do, how do you feel about WWE not letting uh, AEW use any of their uh, Sting footage? Really? That's what I've been hearing. I've heard that. They've got they've they've used uh, New Japan footage. They have um, his, they have some of his other Japan. Whenever he was, I think it was all Japan. 
They're uh, using that footage, but any of his WCW footage or Georgia South Wrestling, all the one, all the libraries that they own, they're not gonna. From what I've heard, there's not any gonna be shown um, on Sunday for his packages. What? Why? It that's just the WWE thing, you know. Unless things change, from what I've been hearing, is that they're not gonna do any uh, of his uh, WCW. <laughs> Okay, that's that's stupid. I mean, look, I get that AEW and WWE are competitors. I get that. But Sting is an icon in the wrestling business. Sting is a fucking legend. It's his final match. And obviously, we're going to be discussing, you know, in depth the the match. Um, you know, when we get ready to do our preview and uh, predictions here in just a little bit, um, here in just a few minutes, um, why can't they just fucking put their shit aside for one fucking night to celebrate a legend, to celebrate an icon in the wrestling business? I mean, Jesus Christ, they already got CM Punk for fuck's sakes back. They got Cody. I mean, come on. What do you think? I mean, it's it's for the it's for the culture. It's for wrestling culture. I think, you know, again, WWE likes to, you know, they they want to be the end all be all when it comes to re- wrestling, but they're not a wrestling company. They've even admitted it's not a wrestling company. Um, I get doing that stuff because you want to be, you know, synonymous with the term wrestling. Um, you know, and just look how look how they look how they did Sting whenever he was on his way out. They had him get pinned by Triple H at WrestleMania to show that they're better than WCW and Sting. Um, they don't do right by wrestling fans. No, they don't. Um, you know, again, they're AEW does a great job at supporting legends of the game and giving them you know their just dues. Um, you know, you 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 let them use the footage. They're not going to do anything bad. They're not. Tony Khan's not going to do anything to make the WWE look bad. You know, again, WWE does a good job at doing that themselves. Mm-hmm. Let them have footage. Let them let them have him winning the belt footage. Let them have him, you know, in his in in his in his surfer sting phase, so they can. Cut that down and have you know a montage of, of Sting's career. Um, yeah, you know I'm pretty sure that you're we're gonna see TNA. I'm pretty sure TNA is gonna let them use footage, you know, oh, and yeah. this and that. Um, you know, again, I think it's just WWE being WWE. Yeah, a bunch of um, stuff. You know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, maybe Cody can talk to them and be like, let him have it. You know, I don't, I don't, you know. Hopefully on Sunday we see that WCW footage shown. Um, Because that's where he started. That's where his career started. Like in like the serious professional wrestling ranks. From WCW to TNA to WWE to AEW. I mean, I, I don't know. I can see Vince McMahon. Pulling that sourpuss move, like, 
all. And by the way, fuck Vince McMahon. I just got to get that out there. Fuck him. Um, where he's probably like, oh, WCW is a product of WWE, pal. We, we're not going to let our competition have footage of Sting, pal. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? I would expect that from Vince, but not from Paul. I, I, I don't get it. Why can't we all just put aside our differences for one night and celebrate a fucking legend and an icon in the wrestling business? Why the fuck can we not do that? Now look, can I can I respond to um, the Triple H pinning Sting when he retired from WWE? Can I respond to that real quick? Yeah, Vince McMahon move. Oh yeah, Vince McMahon move. I really think, and I really pray to God that Cody talks some sense into Paul and Ari Emanuel. Um, you know, to be like, look, I get it. AEW is our competition. But Sting is a legend in the wrestling business. Let them have the fucking footage. Because we're all, as wrestling fans, going to be tuned in on Sunday night, you know, on our TVs, watching the final match of Sting's career. Like, I I really pray that something changes. Because, I mean... Darby even said that he has something planned for uh, Sting's entrance. Did you hear about that? I did. What? How do you, How do you feel? They're going to close the show. I don't know. Did you see that? Oh yeah, no that that was coming. I that that's not a surprise to me. You know, I mean, they're now. Do you do you, do you put the world title before that, or do you put the world title at the very beginning? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, if that's the case, with this being about Sting, you gotta put the world title at the beginning. I don't know how that makes sense to put the world title match before Sting's final match. You gotta put it at the beginning. What do you think? I mean, that's a hard thing. I think, you know what? I think you could put it at the beginning. To hype up the crowd, I mean, they're gonna have a zero hour anyways. You could you could use that as as the as the as the ending of that to get extra buys. Um, but it's one of those things where that if you start that off, that crowd's gonna be hot. Oh yeah, and then it's gonna be on the crowd to keep that hotness. I think the crowd's gonna be hot for that match and for this thing match, but it's. Does the crowd have the endurance to be that hot for four hours? Um, I I don't know. I don't know. But then again, does is the crowd going to be hot for a thirty to forty minute match for the world title? Because that match is going to go at least thirty minutes. Yeah. And then to do and then to go hot for another twenty to thirty minute match for for Sting. So I mean, Tony Khan has some work to do getting that pair view together. Um, because it's just gonna be a hot card. Now, if the crowd is is weak, then the then they don't need to go back to to that to 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 there again and do a pay per view. Then go yeah. ahead and bring it to Texas. Um, yeah, no kidding. But I don't, I don't, I 
I think the crowd's gonna be hot the whole card. So it's a it's a big night for AEW and a big night for Sting. Absolutely, absolutely. No, and it's gonna be. I guarantee you, his his family's gonna be there. Um, a lot of people who were. I even think we're going to go as far as like getting half of the locker room out to watch that match, you know, and then everybody's going to come out, um, you know, thanks Sting, and that's how Revolution is going to end on Sunday night. Don't you? Don't you agree? I yeah. I mean, if if not if not the ending of the pay per view, then de- definitely whenever the whenever the crowd goes home and it's it's off air. I think it depends on what they kind of want to do as far as their their plans for the world title. Um, you know, whether if it leads to a new faction with the Young Bucks. Um, or, like a corrupt or, elite. Yeah, if there's if there's not a big return, I think we'll 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 see something happen. You know, if we don't get that, you know, I guess it depends on how Sting wants to do do business. I mean, I feel like he's an old school guy where he they know that you go out. On your back, that's the way to 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 you know end your career. Um, so you know, I I think either way, it's gonna be fine with me. If they want to do a happy you know go lucky hug fest, Sting deserves that just as much. I think Sting's a professional and he's gonna want you know to end his career you know putting over somebody else. Um. So um, yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna. I can't wait. Like I said, again, I think it's going to be a, a great show. Um, uh, and however they want to end it, I'm, you know what? Unless it's just something super, super dumb, I don't think they, that I don't think T, I don't think AEW can go wrong. No, no. I mean, as long as they don't explore the Ric Flair swerve again, then I think we'll be okay. Yeah, because it's like you kind of you couldn't wait for that until Sunday like you really had to give us that Wednesday that that could have been a huge factor into the match now look and then we're gonna get ready to get to our AEW revolution preview and predictions um I that match when we predict that match that is gonna be the toughest match to preview and predict of the entire night. Um, you know, I, I'm a little nervous about that match because on one hand, you know, Sting's going to want to go out putting someone over, but there's also the possibility that we could get the happy ending to where he can go out on top. You know, are you nervous about that match yet excited no, I mean I'm not I'm I'm nervous for what Sting's gonna do because he's already said this is gonna be a mat I'm gonna do stuff that people are gonna be like I'm glad I have this recorded. So I mean I'm 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 more nervous about Sting and his age doing some crazy stuff. <laughs> um, but as far as the match goes, no, I'm 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 looking for it. I think it's gonna be a great match. I mean Sting's already proven what he can do in the ring. So uh-huh. far in his AEW run, um, and working with the Young Bucks, who there's a reason why Sting picked them to be his final match. Um, yeah. I think they're gonna, I think they're protect him, and they're gonna be able to, you know, they're gonna be able to, you know, 
listen to Sting and they're, whatever he wants to do, they're going to make sure he's uh, he's safe. Yeah, no, absolutely. I that would be a fucking tragedy if they if he does something and his body is put in danger. That would be a fucking national news story. You know, that's a news story that Tony Khan does not need right now. You know, that's not, yeah. That's, I mean, that's a story that the wrestling world doesn't need. Yeah, so. we already we already dealt with one with Vince McMahon. Like, come on. Um, before we get to our preview, let me ask you, um, if you had to pick three things, three of these so-called crazy things for Steam to do, um, on Sunday, what would it be? Oh, jump, jumping off the Tron. (laughs) Yeah. That's probably what he's going to end up doing. I mean, I don't really see anything else crazy other than maybe going through some tables, using some ladders. I don't. It, it's not a no DQ match, right? I've, I, mean, I, seen it, I mean, it's a tornado tag match. It's a tornado tag match. I, I think it's going to be no DQ. Yeah. So if it's a, if it's a tornado tag match, it's it's kind of like that. There's no uh, there's no there's no tag ins. It's kind of is like that. Um, it it's kind of is like that. Anything goes kind of match. It's just the first the first fall. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean, I definitely see him jumping off. Some 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 things, and um, some hardcore stuff. Uh, we've seen that before. We've seen them go through some tables already. We've seen them jump off the the, the uh, their little titantron, their their screens. We've seen them jump off um, in the crowd. So I mean, I definitely we're gonna see all of that. Like I said, he wants to put on the show for his final match. Yeah, um, that'll make everybody remember. Um, no, it's gonna be a great match. It's gonna be a great match. Um, I guess with that being said, um, you ready for a more in-depth preview show this week? Unlike last week. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm ready to knock. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to knock out some uh, revolution talk. Okay, I love it. I love it. So, you know how we do it. Um, we like to chill with music and shoot the shit and make our predictions, but. Instead of the usual playlist, um, we're going to start off. um, Let me ask you this while I get the uh, card loaded up. Um, You've heard of the game Final Fantasy, right? Yeah. Okay. So here's what I'm going to do because I'm also going to pay tribute um, or give a special shout out because um, the second part of the Final Fantasy um, remake, right? Yeah, uh, Remake came out, uh, Rebirth. I bought it uh, for my four-year uh, anniversary um, with, you know, our workplace that I'm not going to name on air. So it's so what it is, it's the Shinra theme, the museum theme. It's a little more chill and relaxed. But yeah, man, I've just been really into uh, Final Fantasy uh, Rebirth the last couple of days. How is it, by the way? Fucking amazing, dude. Holy shit. It is hard, though. Like, um, I still got a long way to go, but, like, it is so much different than part one, um, where basically um, it's like a normal Final Fantasy game. Um, Obviously, the combat is still 
like remake, but like after every battle, like what you suffered as far as magic points wise and health points wise, that will carry with you over unless you do something. Okay. But dude, it is fucking amazing, man. Holy shit. So, um, but yeah, no, I wanted to share that real quick uh, that I got it in honor of my four year anniversary uh, with our certain workplace. So, yeah. Um, so, um, with that being said, man, you ready? Let's go. Let's jump into it. All right. Okay. Okay. So, can you hear it? I can hear it. Okay. It's a little more chill. I think we're going to have like a chill vibe for <laughs> a couple of times while we do this. And then we're going to get back to normal. Sounds good. That works for me. Just make it a little more intense. <laughs> All right. So, um, the first match we're going to do. And by the way, just a heads up, I might be playing this at least two more times after this just to kind of get the mood going. Because the the track is so peaceful, you know? Oh, for yeah. Like, for like an in-depth conversation. It's it's that Final Fantasy music. Oh, yeah, no. It's, I, this is one of my favorite tracks from um, Remake. And I don't understand why the fuck did they not put it on the soundtrack. I, that still blows my mind. You know? Like, Square Enix has to fix that. But we'll, we'll discuss that later. But um, the first match we're going to do, this stupid all-star scramble match. Um, we got um, Chris Jericho, Wardlow, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, Lance Archer, uh, Hook, Brian Cage, Magnus, Dante Martin. Who you got? It's Warlow. I agree. It's I agree. it's it's the it's the um the United the Undisputed Kingdom's uh time now. Like I said, it's it's he's there for the world title, so it makes sense for him winning it because. It brings back the storyline when they first got together. Uh, absolutely. And I mean, after that promo last week, they um, they have to do this fucking match. And they have to have... Or that's why they made the fucking match. You know, the only reason why it went from Meat Madness um, is because uh, Keith Lee and Miro are out. I mean... Chris Jericho is not going to be contending for the title. Uh, Hobbs isn't because, I mean, he's still somewhat in a rivalry with um, Jericho and Sammy. Lance Archer, what the fuck is he doing? Hook, what the fuck is he doing? Brian Cage, what the fuck is he doing? Magnus, what the fuck is he doing? Dante Martin. Dante Martin? Yeah, none of those guys. This is setting up for Warlow. Um, I agree with you 100%. It has to be Wardlow. And if it's not Wardlow, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, I think we're going to see... I agree. Again, I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, I think Magnus and Dante Martin um, are going to be in that match for the high flying. Of course, Magnus is a luchador from CMLL. um, Mm -hmm. And him and Dante Martin, you're going to see the craziest spot from them. 
I think you see Hook and Brian Cage. Uh, they're kind of put into that match because they're kind of in that feud together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Power- Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, Chris Jericho, they're in that feud with the Cloud family and Lance Archer. They kind of round out that meet the meet madness match that they were going to have. Um, I agree. I, again, I agree with you. I think this is kind of a match put together due to people being injured still and, and doctor's orders. Um, yeah. But it's, it's again, it's a it's a it's a way to get that storyline with the undisputed kingdom, you know, back, which 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 kind of tells me that it tells me two things. I think it tells me that Adam Cole is almost getting ready to come back, and that MGF is almost ready to come back. And then we're gonna really get that storyline uh, coming very soon. Uh, no, I absolutely agree with that. Um, before we move on to the next match, this is actually the thing I wanted to discuss. And the world title picture will have a part to do with this. So, do you remember whenever they first did the um, uh, promo after World's End? And, um, you know, Adam Cole was just saying, when the time is right, when I'm ready to come back and Warlow wins the world title, he's going to give it to me when I'm cleared to return. Let me ask you about a possible um, game changer. Should Wardlow contend for the world title, which I would assume would be at double or nothing, should he win the All-Star Scramble match? Um, could you see win or lose Adam Cole and Undisputed Kingdom beating down on him, whether it's against Samoa Joe or Swerve Strickland? What do you, what, do you think so? No, I, I don't think they do. I think, um, again, I think, I think this is just a ploy. This is just to get the storyline line going again. Um, right. I don't think, I think they're going to have that world championship match sooner than later. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't think it's going to have, I don't think it's going to have, uh, uh, to make to I guess I guess I want to say is it's not going to have there's not going to be a beat down to Warlow. I don't think that makes sense to turn him, you know, kind of face to heel to face. At that point, you're just doing too many turns. Yeah. Um, you know, I think again, this is just kind of just used as a way to get the storyline back together. Right. Um, you know, they. They might have. They're gonna have him, and it gives a contender to the to the world champion. Right. You know, it's not. It's not gonna be a long. I think they're gonna go with the undisputed kingdom mm-hmm. without the belt storyline. So right. it, this is gonna be a blow off match for the world champion to get them into their main feud. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Um, well, I guess there's only one way to find out. We'll find out. Uh, starting Monday, or I mean, what the fuck am I saying? Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you pick the next match. Uh, let's go down with the the tag team match. Um, again, just made FTR versus Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, um, who do I? Who do I got? Who do you got for that one? All right. So this match, hands down, so far is. The first match of the night that is very hard to predict. Um, as we both already know, they um, 
they went to a tie break, uh, or they went to a draw, which was the second time in a month that um, they went to a tie or a draw, with obviously the first one being, um, you know, uh, Swerve and Hangman 3. Now, um, this one is very tricky. Um, ah, shit. Honestly, if I had my head says Blackpool Combat Club, especially because of the CMLL storyline, but my heart wants to say FTR, um, but I'm going to go with Blackpool Combat Club. What do you got? I mean, I... I... I agree with you as this is the first hard one to predict. Um, I do think the all-star scramble match is probably the only one that's predictable. Yeah. At the whole night, or at least the easiest one. Um, again, I don't, it's a hard one because FTR is a great tag team. Mm-hmm. And a win could put them into the mix for the tag team champions. Um, yeah. And again, Blackpool Combat Club 2. A win could put them into the title picture, and it helps them boost their, you know, match with CMLL. Awesome. Right. Um, I I think the I think Blackpool Combat Club wins. Um, Absolutely. You know they've been talking about the tag team division run through them. They're the toughest. I think they win it out just because it kind of puts them next in line for the tag team uh, titles, mm-hmm. um, and it helps you know. It's going to make them look tougher when they do fight CMLL eventually um, in the trios match and if they do any tag team matches. Right. Uh, you might have a better uh, knowledge to me on this. Do you know the ranking for the two teams? I think is Blackpool Combat Club first ahead of them? In the current tag team title rankings? Yeah. Um, I want to say yes. Last I saw. Um, let me let me pull that up too, because like again, like I have not seen the recent ones. Um, yeah, pull, so pull, yeah, if you can pull that up real quick, because um, should it be Blackpool Combat Club on Sunday? Um, I think that could set up for a really good story. Um, a year later, um, coming back around to facing uh, Matt and Nick for the tag titles. Should they beat Sting and Darby on Sunday? Because you remember around this time last year, they were doing uh, Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite. You know, so I guess I guess the the last rank with the last rank in IFC is from February tenth. And who and who is currently leading the tag title uh, rankings? It is so. It's gonna be um, well. Right, well, the number one contender is gonna be uh Big Bill and Ricky Starks, but between uh, Mox and FTR, um, Mox and Mox and uh, Claudio are number two. FTR is number five. Okay, then I oh. think they're probably going to set up for um, Matt and Nick versus uh, Blackpool Combat Club. I think that's where they're going with this. Um, you know, maybe set that match up for double or nothing in Vegas. I can see that. I can see that. Now, do you think they're? Do you think that they're gonna do that for the Vegas fight, or do you think you maybe see that at Big Business or Dynasty, and then they set up something else for Double or Nothing? Ooh, 
I, I forgot about the dynasty factor. Um, I think they need to... With, with that being a big match, plus the, two, the four competitors, I mean, the two teams have history with each other. With Double or Nothing being the next big show after Revolution up until um, All In, you got to set that shit up for um, Vegas. I mean, bring, bring, it, bring it back, you know? This time, uh, Blackpool Combat Club um, being the faces, and then um, Matt and Nick being the corrupt EVPs. I mean, dude, that that shit could tell some, that storyline could tell some fucking stories, you know, leading up to Double or Nothing. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I I think that'd be a good story. That that needs to be set for Double or Nothing. The tag team match. Yeah, if between possibly uh, Matt and Nick versus. Um, Blackpool Combat Club should um, Blackpool Combat Club win on Sunday, and then um, Matt and Nick and Sting and Darby. Yes, one hundred percent. It just it just wouldn't have enough time to set up the story for you know possibly Dynasty. You know. And Do you so, think? Go ahead. No. Uh, so so we'll, we'll let's let's go over let's do the uh, revolution. Uh, picks, and then we have time at the end. I let's 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 talk, you know, a little bit about uh, big business dynasty and and um and all in, and double or nothing, nothing too in depth, but just kind of where where we feel that this is heading to. I guess. Okay, I can do they, that. They can definitely do a lot of things if if we have the time. But yeah, maybe again, maybe like fifteen minutes. After. Yeah, ten ten minutes, fifteen. 15, okay. Okay, I could do that. Um, so, we're both uh, sold on Blackpool Combat Club? Yeah. Okay. All right, I could do that. Um, all right, the next match, uh, Christian Cage versus Daniel Garcia for the TNT title. Uh, who you got? I, I think Dan Garcia wins this. I Again, um, the only way I see Christian Cage winning is if if there's going to be um, interference and then Adam Copeland comes back. Uh, I, I think right now the story to tell is Christian versus Adam. Um, doesn't need a belt. I think they could do I think they could do good without a belt and let some a young gun uh, you know, Danny Garcia run with it again. It is his contract year. Let's see what he does. Um, I've been talking about him for months. Yes, I remember. Got, has the fan support? No, is you know, kid is is part of the new pillars. You know, he 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 he's shown characteristic. Uh, you know, his charisma. You know, starting off as just that fighter fighter when he first came out. Um, I think joining the JAS and being with Chris Jericho helped him out, helped him out. You know, you got his little dance out of that. You got, to see, you got to see a little different side. Um, you know, before he was with JAS, he was the Red Death. That was his nickname. If you saw him um, on the Indies, if you saw him in P, uh, PWG, 
it was mm-hmm. his nickname. It was the Red Death, Danny Garcia, Red Death. Um, he came mm-hmm. out with the towel like Shibata. Um, he was that fighter's fighter. Um, definitely getting into the JS and getting into the sports entertainment side of wrestling. You well, saw I... that character emerge. You saw the Danny Garcia that now he does the fighting, he does the dancing, he's the dragon slayer. Yeah, um, that's true. We, you know, we've seen that different side. Let's let him have that belt. Let let's see if if he can carry that with them into a new contract. Um, yeah, I agree. I, it doesn't hurt anybody. It's gonna help Danny Garcia and his stock to rise because it's easy if he gets the belt and he flounders. You can put it right back on Christian and let that Christian and Adam Copeland feud for the TNT title. It's not gonna it's not gonna hurt the belt because if if Danny Garcia can't do anything with that belt, right. we know that Christian can get the title back and bring that title back up with 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 what he's doing in this hill work. Absolutely. And then you let Christian and Adam Copeland fight for it, and then they maybe they do another young gun. To see if they're able to, you know, hold that title. And if Daniel Garcia does wonders with that belt, mm-hmm. then it's a re-sign for him. And then let's push him now into the next thing, whether it's gonna be for the Continental Champion um against Orange Cat or, or I guess the international title with Orange Cassidy, or maybe a Continental Championship against Eddie Kingston. I think you can move him up those uh that ladder after that if he is successful with the TNT title. Absolutely. No. Um, so, um, again, another tough match um, to predict. Um, unlike last week, every single match was basically fucking predictable. Um, and unlike on AEW Unrestricted, you know, we break down the fucking matches. So, shouts to us. Sorry, Aubrey. Sorry, Will. Um, okay, so jo- all joking aside, um, this match is going to go either way, personally. Um, this is a match where it's a win-win situation either way. Now, I'm in agreement with you that I would like to see Daniel Garcia win. I think it would be good, um, especially because like right now, Behind Swerve, he is the second most popular uh, wrestler in AEW right now. Um, the X Factor we gotta look out for here is Angela Parker, because look, I'm telling you right now, uh, Daddy Magic is gonna be at commentary and at ringside with Daniel Garcia, but Daddy Magic cannot go up against Nick Wayne and Kill Switch. Uh, by the way, Kill Switch is my girlfriend's favorite wrestler. By the way, shout out <laughs> to Kill Switch. Um, hey, the Queen likes what the Queen likes. Um, but um, if Angela Parker gets involved in this match, maybe Ruby Soho to take uh, Shayna Wayne out of the equation. Um, I think uh, Daniel Garcia will win this match. Um, that remains to be seen, um, but for um, difference purposes, I'm going to say Christian retains, and we're going to get uh, Christian uh, Copeland three, maybe even a triple threat match in Vegas. So I'm going to go Christian Cage. 
Um, do you got a quick response to a possible triple threat match between those three? I mean, again, it, it could happen. Um, I mean, it's again, it, I'm gonna I'll preach this until my my face turns blue and I, I choke. You can't go wrong with anything. If Christian wins, I'm fine with it because they have storylines in place. If Dan Garcia wins, I'm perfectly fine with that in place. If they do a triple threat match, again, I'm fine with it. I think the work rate from, from all these individuals are great. Um, and I think it just means it's just more entertainment for the fans. Yeah, no, absolutely. And plus, if it were to go to a triple threat match or a Copeland versus uh, Christian three in Vegas, I think that's going to automatically be um, one of the uh, best matches of the night in Vegas. Um, so, um, who do you got? Or, or you said Daniel Garcia. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. Um, but I'm going to say Christian for the sake of um, Copeland and Christian three at uh, double or nothing. Uh, what do you got for next match, brother? Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go with the the Billy Goat, Will Osprey versus Takeshka. Oh. That's to, to probably one of the first matches of the night. Uh-huh. You think it'll probably be one of the first matches of the night? Oh yeah, I think that's gonna be the. I mean, again, this crowd better be marathon runners because every match is needs to have a hundred percent going on. There's not a boring match, a predictable match, a rescue match. I mean, AEW needs to invest in beer runners. It's snack runners because you're not gonna want to leave this seat. I hope, I hope that they've stocked up on the pins because you're not gonna want to go to the restroom because you can't miss a match. No. I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm gonna watch this at home where I can pause it and I won't miss a bit of the action because <laughs> yeah. it's must watch. Oh, I know, I know. I'm actually very intrigued for that match. I'm also going to give a shout out to Will Ospreay because I now say bruv instead bruv. of bro a lot. Oh yeah, I've been saying bruv since since I've since I've seen him do interviews. I'm what's up, oh. bruv? Come on, bruv. What's up, bruv? Piped up, bruv. Holy shit! Oh man, I'm going to start telling people I don't like to pipe down, bruv. <laughs> fucking fucking love Will Ospreay. He looked like he was so happy to be in AEW. I love it. Oh, I agree. I think he was, he's ready to go. Uh, again, it's a, it's a, it's a, one of the top signings of the year. I, um, I have no problems fighting anybody. I have no problem saying this when I say that uh, Will Ospreay was wrestler of the year last year. Right. And he is, a, can, he, and he has a good chance to be in back to back wrestler of the year. I agree. I agree 100%. Um, before before we make our picks on this match, so we can carry on. Um, let me ask you this: If what I think is going to happen happens on Sunday, where win or lose, uh, the Don Callis family is going to turn on Osprey, can you see Will Osprey joining Chris Jericho and Sammy 
in the war against the Don Callis family. Can you see that? I mean, I, I can see it. Um, I don't mean they're going to make a faction out of it, but I, I can definitely, you know, have an Osprey there, even in the odds, um, until you get um, him out to go into the main event. Um, yeah, I think I think it helps him joining them if it happens, just so you can have a feud starting. Because, um, you know, I think they do a good... AEW does a good thing about whenever they have a, a, a new signee, they can get him to feuds right away. I think you Absolutely. saw that with you saw that with Adam Cole whenever he signed and he joined the elite and they became the undisputed elite. The same thing with Daniel Bryan. You saw him come out and he was already feuding with he came out there and kind of was already feuding with them, you know, um with Kenny because they were gonna be the best wrestlers. Um so um I think whenever you they do a good job at starting off a feud, um by joining the by if the Don Cowles family turns on Will Ospreay, then you can see that feud already, and you can see the matchups with uh, with Powerhouse Hobbs again right. with Takeshka. You can even see Kyle Fletcher involved and see does he stay with the Don Cowles or does he leave? Um, right. You know what? If that happens, I I see that I see that that feud ends off at double or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you push him into the main event already. Uh, whether it's going to be for the world title, the heavyweight title, or or you see, you know, big match feeds for him. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, so basically, are you saying a possible uh, Kyle Fletcher and Will Ospreay versus Takeshka and Will Hobbs? Uh, I can. See- if you yeah, four nothing. Yeah, I can see it. I can see that because they're they're United Kingdom or United Empire. That's that was you know in in New Japan, they're a part of the the United Empire with with Will Ospreay. So you yeah, put them true. together again. I don't I don't really and especially since Kyle Fletcher is the Ring of Honor uh, television champion. Right. You can, you can get him off of. Uh, out of the Cows family and let him defend that title of their Ring of Honor. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. Well, I guess all of that being said, um, I don't see how Tony is going to have uh, Will Ospreay use his first full-time match in AEW. That would be fucking retarded of him to do that. Uh, for that case, I'm going to go Will Ospreay hands down. Uh, I'm going... Uh, huh? I, I agree with you. It's 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 Osprey's gonna win this. Um, it's gonna be a great match. You have pretty much the ace of wrestling right now against probably coming up the ace of Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Takeshka is on another level. He is doing great work uh, with anybody he's fighting. He yeah. did, he you know be uh, he did great on Dynamite beating up everybody. Um, right. So. I think it's going to be a great match. I mean, this could be a this could be a main event match down the line. I can see it. Yeah, it could be a main of it, and it it could be a main event match without a belt. It could be a main event match with a belt. It could be a main event match in the United States, in Europe, or Japan. 
Um, I'm going five stars already. It's going to be the um, it's going to be the top wrestlers fighting against each other. Hold on, say that again, brother. I lost you. What were you saying? Oh, and no, then it's going to be it's the top wrestlers fighting against each other. It's just it's going to be a five star match regardless. It's, you know, you we're gonna. It's the coming out party for Will Osprey for anybody who hasn't seen him in New Japan. You know, this is kind of welcome to the States. Uh, AEW, AEW fans have seen him before, you know, whenever yeah. he fought. But this is his first, you know, full-time. He is AEW roster now. So, you know, he's going to bring it. He, um, If you have a chance, go watch that last match he did in New Japan. Um, in that steer, in that steel cage match with the with Bullet Club War Dogs, go watch his match with Okada that he did in San Jose. Um, he's bringing that to AEW plus some. You know, he's he's already talked about how Tony Khan saved his life. He 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 loves Tony Khan. He thanked him um, at his Ref Pro match, his last one uh, two weeks Heard ago. Oh, and that that match was awesome too. So you know, I'm I'm excited. I can't wait for this match again. Hopefully, it's in the middle. That way, I don't lose my voice yelling at the TV for you know match after match after match. Yeah, no kidding. Because there's going to be some matches, probably, including um, one that we'll get to here in a minute or here in a few in a little bit. That I'm like, eh, I don't really care. Other than the. Uh, all-Star uh, Scramble. All-Star Scramble. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit name. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, probably so far, the uh, All-Star Scramble match is probably the match I'm like... Like, that's probably going to be my bathroom break right now. Maybe one more. Can you guess what match I'm talking about? We're not going to get to it just yet. I think I can. What is it? Probably the Tony Storm. Oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah, that, that is it. I mean, I love the story between Tony Storm and Deanna Perrazzo. Um, And I'm going to save the rest of it. But the story and the match I'm looking forward to, of course, is the match I've been saying for the last few weeks. Um, Tony Storm and a returning Jamie Hayter. You know, who was out for a fucking year because of Tony Storm. That is what I'm looking forward to. Which um, I think I have a bold prediction for that match, but I'm gonna wait. Um, shall we move on to Eddie and Brian? So you guys, yeah, yeah. So we're both in agreement with uh, Will Osprey winning that. Yep, yep. I, I'm gonna agree. I agree. I mean, Takeshita has been doing some really good shit lately, but. Will Ospreay's first full-time match in AEW, how the fuck can he lose? Plus, there's a possible story to be told there. You know, win or lose. So, I'm in agreement. Will Ospreay. Uh, Who you got for Brian and Eddie? I I, I think it's Eddie. You know, Eddie is... uh... Eddie is on a different level right now. I don't know if you've seen yeah. any of his uh, of his social media. He's training. He's 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 working with Cesar. 
uh, I can't see his last name, bon- Bontelli, whatever. He uh, he he was working with AEW, but he's a nutritionist slash personal trainer. So right. Eddie's on his, Eddie's on his game right now. Um, you know, Eddie loves wrestling. Um, I don't think he wants to disappoint his trios title run. Um, you know, it doesn't make sense for Dan O'Brien to win the triple crown if this is his last year uh, as a full time competitor. Um, he's even said it that he he didn't he didn't go to AEW to win belts. Right. I, I think having it on Eddie and having it being his, you know, his title to lose, it just makes for compelling storylines. Um, especially with the whole, if Danielson loses, he has to shake Eddie Kingston's hand and earn his respect. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a hard-hitting fight where where he's going to earn Daniel Bryan's respect. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, for me on this match... I agree with everything you said, but the other factor at play is they're not going to have Eddie fucking tap out twice to Brian. I mean, look, I don't know if Eddie's going to lose his title, his Triple Crown title, anytime soon. It's got to be Eddie. It was ever since the Continental Classic, I have such a newfound respect for Eddie Kingston. You know, and how he's passionate. Like, he reminds me a lot of me in, like, everything else. And I think you know what I'm talking about. You know, my standing up against the bullshit of this society. You know? Trust me. I'm. That's why I like Eddie. And that's why I'm going to go with Eddie. Plus, he yeah. can't lose twice to Brian. Yeah. Um, I think, so, I think we're in agreement on that one, too. I think it's going to, again, another good match. I think... Uh, you know, we've seen I've seen we've seen Eddie fight. We've seen him defend his titles. We've seen uh, Danielson fight. I mean, there's he's the Daniel Bryan. He's the Bryan Danielson technical wrestler of the year for like the 16th year. Oh, yeah. He does not lose that. He's he doesn't lose that award until he retires. Um, and again, it doesn't hurt uh, Bryan to lose. Um, right. You know, it's going to be a great technical match. I can't wait. I think his match with Jun Nakayama on Collision was awesome. It's it just great storytelling, you know. He's fighting people who Kingston respects, and he's mm-hmm. being them, and he's shaking his hand. He's shaking their hand, and he's looking at Eddie, and he's sticking the finger and saying, I don't respect you. You're not a wrestler. Um, you know, again, this is, this, is, this is Danielson's time to go have fun. I think he's doing everything he wants to do. He's fighting yeah. everybody who he wants to fight. Um, you know, and, and Eddie Kingston is showing that, hey, he's doing whatever, he's doing what his idols did. He's, he's yeah. triple crown champion. He's getting to show, he's getting to do what he loved. He's in his Players' Tribune. He talked about it. If he didn't have wrestling, he would have been in jail or he would have been dead. So he respects wrestling. Um, it's going to be a great match. And I, you know, again, I'm with you on that. I do think Eddie Kingston wins. Um, um, I love how we're in agreement on that. Uh, I love it. Uh, what you got next? Uh, I guess we'll go to your uh, second least match of the night. Timeless Tony Storm versus Deanna Perrazzo for the AEW Women's World Championship. Oh, dear for the love of God. I... Oh, all right. Um, 
as everybody probably heard already, um, if Tony Storm is going to lose the title, it has to be either one of two people. Mariah May, probably unlikely, or Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter makes the most sense. Look, I like the story between Tony and Deanna Peraza. The tattoo um, video of Tony getting a tattoo that we all saw whenever they came to Austin a couple of weeks ago. I remember my girlfriend um, was very intrigued by that video because Tony Storm is one of her favorites. You know, now granted, granted, while Tony Storm may be one of her favorites, we all know who my two favorites are Stat and Jamie Hayter. On another note, before I get back to the point I'm trying to make, my queen is my favorite of the month. Just got to say that out there. Like <laughs> every single episode of Russell Empire and State of the Real Union. But, okay, let's get back to being serious here. I do feel bad if Deanna Perrazzo loses her first match on Sunday. But to me... Because I'm a big fan of the payback storyline. Jamie, with, with the fact that Jamie Hayter is working out again and she is very close to returning, and it's almost double or nothing season, you've got to go with Jamie Hayter to be the one to end Tony Storm's um, in her third reign. For that reason, I'm going to pick Tony Storm. But not too much longer. Am I going to be okay with this whole timeless Tony Storm crap? Who you got? Um, I agree. I, I it's going to be Tony Storm. I have Tony Storm winning. I think her storyline, um, is the main storyline in AEW for the women's championship, at least the oh, women's yeah. title. I I don't see Diana Perazzo winning unless it's to. A transitional jam to put the champion on somebody else, um, but I don't. I think it's you know. I think there's too many feuds that you can build up onto Tony Storm right now. You know, you can do it with if Jamie Hayter comes back. You can have that feud going. You can do the Mariah, the Mariah May. You know, it's it's all about Mariah um, storyline where she kind of takes her shine and she doesn't like it. You can see. Uh, Mercedes, if she when she's coming back, you can see her kind of get into that. I think you have um, you have better storylines with the faces going after that Hill Championship than having Deanna win it. Um, you know, I think uh, Deanna Perazzo is definitely a title. Uh, she can def she can definitely you know hold her own and be a champion. We saw that with. Uh, with that, when she was the TNA World Champion, um, you know, I, but I think she's a workhorse champion. I think you put that you either put you either put the World Title on champion on her later down the line when there's no when there's not that clear picture going on, or maybe you put the TNT title on her, right? Or she oh. the, TB, the TBS title, and then you let her go at that, um, you know, or you can do. At, like Ring of Honor and have a have a television champion or Intercontinental champion. Uh, I think they're getting to that point now in the women's division where it is getting stacked, and you could either add 
a tag team title or a secondary title just to help that, you know, help that division grow. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, look, I wish Bianca Perrazzo in her AEW career so much success. Absolutely. But look, going, responding to what you said about the TNA days with Deanna Perrazzo, I personally think, because I don't know enough about Deanna Perrazzo from back in the day, whereas I'm familiar with Jamie Hayter. That's who I'm familiar with. So, you know, um, let me ask you a quick question, then I'll continue uh, with the point I was going to make, and then we'll move on to the next match. Um, do you think uh, Tony Storm and Mariah May necessarily needs to be for the belt? I don't think so. What do you think? Um, it it doesn't need to be. I think it just enhances it. Um, but they could definitely go off of the whole. Oh man, she's taking my shine. Without the belt, mm-hmm. uh, but again, like I said, it, it enhances the whole thing because you know what? T- taking your shine is one thing, but taking your shine and your belt that you love so much is a totally different thing, and it just enhances that story. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true because especially considering the fact that, like, you know, Mariah May is the whole, um, you know, Tony, Tony, look at me. And Tony is quote unquote too busy to watch Mariah's matches. You know that that part of the storyline is coming. Yeah, and and again, if if Mariah wants to be just like Tony, then you have to go a hundred percent. You can't just barely be like her. It's one thing to just dress like her and act like her, but if yeah. you want to be her, you it ha- you have to have the belt too. So you know you 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 know that's why. I think if they do that with the title, it, it makes more sense because you know what? Tony had a title. You know, if she's gonna take everything from Tony or try to be like her, she has to have a title in her own in her own right. Basically kind um, of like a Mickey James and Trish Stratus. Yeah. And again, it, it I think they do a good like for me, I, I don't really when it comes to like their character connections, I think their storylines are good. You know what? I think there's some storylines here and there. The, I guess the secondary storylines when it comes to the the mid card and the lower card, mm-hmm. I think that they uh I think they definitely AEW needs to do a better job on that. Then but when the it comes WWE to their with the mid card, no, because when it comes to WWE again with with WWE, if I their mid carders don't have storyline, their their even top stars don't have storylines. They only have you know a couple of storylines that are actually their main point of view. That's why I think when they say, oh, WWE has better storylines, it's because they only have one or two. You know, if I say, okay, what's what's the storyline with the tag team belts? There's not really one. What's the, what's the story with the women's title? Well, there's not really one. What's the storyline with the SmackDown one? Well, that one's damage control. Yeah. And then, so they only, they only have a couple of storylines and then a lot of their matches are fillers with rematches or like multi or tag team matches that are tag team rematches. AEW, 
AEW has a lot of storylines that you kind of have to pay attention to or you miss them out. Right. No, I, I can agree with that. But, you know, when it comes to their main ones, they do good. When it comes to their sub ones, uh, but it just because of the time, it, there's not enough time. So, you know, again, with the Mariah May and the Tony Storm one, th- that's not that is that's not really the main one because the main storyline is really Tony Storm being the champion. But that, right. but the one that feeds off of that is the Mariah May one. But you yeah. have to be paid. You have to be paying attention that you have to pay attention that Mariah May is almost the same as Tony Storm. They kind of they're both foreigners. They both went to stardom. They're both blonde hair. She wants to be like her. So you have to be like you have to watch and know that otherwise, other other than you think that oh it's just you know what they put her together to put them together. Um. So, I mean, again, with you, I mean, I'm with you. It doesn't have to be for the title. I think it's just going to enhance that storyline if it is for the title. No, and I and I agree with that. Um, but, you know, I don't know. That, that one's too tricky. Now, look, I will say this. I do know that Mariah wants to be like Tony. Um... That is a hundred percent fact. I mean, why do you think she had RJ City go talk to Luther about getting them a face-to-face meeting? You know, so I mean, look, that one's a little tricky. Now, if they want to do that story, fine. But here's how I would do it instead. Because look, I know a lot of people out there. If I were to have a conversation, they'd be like, well, Sky, why the fuck do you not want Mercedes to win? I, I didn't say I didn't want her to win. I just don't want her to win a big title in AEW. Not yet. Because there are stories that could be told with Tony Storm and Mariah May and then um, Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm. And I feel like if Mercedes right off the bat just comes in and it's like, oh, I'm number one contender for the women's title, or oh, I'm number one contender for the TBS title. It's like, dude, build your fucking way up the rankings first. You know, the only one I'd be okay with, like a right away shot, would be of course Jamie Hader because she never got her rematch from Double or Nothing last year. So I don't know. I don't know. It's a little complicated and that's why sooner or later with all this talented and loaded roster with not enough time, I think Tony Khan needs a creative team. Like to where it takes the pressure off of him. Well, he, he, he's got one. He announced it already. Did he? Yeah, it's it's Jennifer for the with it's Jennifer, Will Washington, uh, Brian Danielson and I think himself. It's the it's a four man committee now that they kind of work on the booking and creative. Gotcha. He, talk, he talked about it. Uh, I want to say either yesterday or the day before on his uh, on the Revolution uh, media call. Oh, he did. Yeah, let me see if I can uh, let me see if I can find uh, who he who he said was. But yeah, he he said that now that it's a committee, four person committee. I like it. I like it. Hopefully that'll change some things up a little bit. Um, 
while you do that, shall we move on uh, to the next match? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's do Orange and Roddy for the international title. Who you got? Uh, it's it's I think Roddy Strong's gonna win. Um, they're making it seem like he's he's a legit. He, I mean, he is the undisputed kingdom at this point. Um, you know, with his with his promos and his fighting ability, I think it's time to give Orange a break. I think the Orange Cassidy stick gimmick wrestling has run its course. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a fan favorite still. I still like his hands in the pants, doing the the the, the not carrying the the soft kicks and all that. I I still like it, but you know, let let's let's give it to Rowdy. Let him be the cha- let him be a champion. Let him do what he did in NXT, right? Uh, and give Cassidy a little break. You know, I think he's he's been through the ringer. He needs a he needs a couple of months off to kind of you know repair his wounds and you know take a little break before he jumps back into things. Um, again, and it's going to help push that uh, Undisputed Kingdom storyline forward. Uh, absolutely. So, I have a bit of a dark horse here in this match. Um, I think Trip Beretta is going to be a major wild card in this match. You see, do you, do you see where I'm going with this? I do. I think he cost Orange the match. match. I, I don't know it remains to be seen if he cost it on purpose, which will cause a heel turn for Trent Beretta and then start like an orange and Trent Beretta feud. That remains to be seen. But I'll tell you this. If Ch- okay, look. Chuck Taylor is going to have involvement in the match on Sunday night. I could see it be, I could see a screw job happening from Trent Beretta, where uh, Rocky Romero and Chuck Taylor will fight off Mike Bennett and uh, Matt Taven. Trent Beretta comes out, you know, about to do something, but then of course he pulls the old screw job and screws Orange. Now I could be wrong, but I just don't. Now look. Roddy's going to win the title either way. But I think it would make it a little more intriguing for Trent Beretta to cost Orange the match. Especially with the fact that they've teased him kind of leaving the best friends as well. Kind of like how Statlander did. You know, which, by the way, has not worked out so good for her so far. Especially teaming with that snaky son of a bitch Stokey. You know, so for that reason, I don't see Orange winning either. I do see Roddy winning, but I would like it even more if Trent Beretta had a part to do with screwing Orange out of the international title. What do you got for a quick response to that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, can, I can see it. Um, again, I... I mean, I, I can see it happening. I, it's kind of just, you know, one of those things where, you know, does it mess up the Undisputed storyline if 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 they help him win? Because then you're going to go, oh, are they part of the Undisputed Kingdom or not? Um, I can see, I can see maybe it'd be a clean finish and then they turn after the match. 
to let, let to let him have some time off to come back and then they can start that feud. Um, I don't think that I don't think that they're I don't think that they will um, interfere during the match. So, are you saying uh, Trent Beretta? Are you saying all three of Trent Beretta, Chuck Taylor, and Rocky Romero turn on Orange after the match? You know what? I think they could do that and then go back to being Rapongi Vice. That's true. Um, I don't, I, but I don't think they're going to be interfering during the match. I mean, I could no. be wrong, but it, it could happen. Again, I think they do a really do good job about you. You can see either or. Yeah, that match. That match is going to be very intriguing. Um, so I guess we're on. Um, we're anonymous again on Orange and Roddy, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right, we got the final two matches of the night. Um, where do you want to go first? Let's do the let's do the world heavyweight title. Let's go the way it's the way it's going to be booked uh, at pay per view. So we got we got Swerve, Hangman, and Joe. Oh, oh my God, the two toughest matches of the night by far. Oh man, okay, I'm gonna need a second to gather my thoughts on this one. Who do you got? I, it's a hard one. Um, I think I think Joe wins. Ooh. I think I think what's gonna come down to it is it gonna it's gonna be Hangman Hangman's jealousy over Swerve and him just wanting to get retribution against him. It's gonna cost him the match. Yeah, that's true. I think. I think, I think Hangman gets pinned. By Joe. By Joe. I can see it. But it's gonna be one of those things where, I don't know. I mean, I I can see where maybe it's like a buckshot lariat to swerve that knocks him out, or maybe knocks him out of the ring, and then a muscle buster into a coquina clutch by Joe on Hangman. It, it, I think it'll be something like that. It's definitely gonna be where, you know, Joe's barely gonna, is is gonna make it out because Hangman doesn't pin Joe. He wants to pin Swerve. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm I'm glad you brought that up uh, because I know Hangman obviously wants to win the title, but. After everything that he's been through these last six months with Swerve, going back to Wrestle Dream back in October, he, he, all he cares about more is making sure Swerve doesn't win the title. That is what he's hell bent on doing. I do think we're going to get Swerve and Joe maybe at Dynasty. Maybe at double or nothing. I would like for Swerve to win on Sunday night. But if they're going to do that, like we said earlier, make that match the opening match of the card. Um, but we're both in agreement Hangman's not winning the fucking match because all he cares about is ripping Swerve a new asshole for basically breaking into his house. Um, for that reason, 
shit. Oh, man. I- I'm going to go Joe. I'm going to go Joe. Um, either A, we get another Joe and Swerve match, or B, we get Wardlow versus Joe, but this time with Wardlow as the uh, heel, and then Samoa Joe as kind of like the babyface tweener, you know, which will bring back around the whole um, Undisputed Kingdom lurking to possibly take the title away from Joe after, you know, Joe making a deal with the devil to screw Max at World's End. So, either one of those two could win. It would be a win. Win for us hardcore passionate fans who take the time weekly to break this down. Now, do you think... No, go ahead. Do you think there's a chance to swerve wins? Do I think there's a chance Swerve wins? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the most popular guy in the fucking company right now. But if he doesn't win at Revolution on Sunday, um, he definitely will be winning at possibly Dynasty, but no later than Double or Nothing. No later. He will win the title by Double or Nothing, which... You know, which brings me back to the Wardlow factor where that whole storyline of like Adam Cole is expecting Wardlow to win the title to give to him. I think that storyline is going to go, Wardlow's going to get the shit kicked out of him and get kicked out of Undisputed Kingdom regardless. Because if he went, if somehow, some way, Wardlow wins the title, he's not going to give it to Adam Cole. If he doesn't win the title, Adam Cole's going to be pissed and be like, you fucking failed your objective. So, that's why I'm saying it, that, that story's complicated, but it could go either way um, depending on uh, Swerve or Samoa Joe winning. But Hangman's going to be the fall guy. I think they're going to continue Joe and Swerve. I think it's going to be Joe. That's my pick. Alrighty, sounds low. Well, I think we're both in agreement on that match. Yeah. Oh my god, the hardest matchup of the night. You want to take the floor first? Oh man, I will. That's a hard one. I think I think the Young Bucks win. I'm going the Young Bucks. I'm going new stable Young Bucks of the EVPs. Ooh. I think Sting is a uh, he's he he's a he's he's a wrestler's wrestler. He's a businessman. He knows if this is his last match, that he's not going to retire with the belts and have to do a, a a tag team a tag team tournament to crown new ones. I think Sorry. he'll do what wrestlers did in the old days and go out on his back, um, and then you know. The young bucks will give him, will give him the the, they'll give him the ring to do his retirement. Um, whether it's off air or on air, you know that's too determined. But I think he'll, he'll do the right thing and he'll he'll go out on his back and he'll and and it'll it's gonna start the new era of AEW with with the hill with the with the with the hills running the business. I mean, I you know I I think we do see. 
I think we do see a uh, a new EVP group. Yeah, se. possibly Hangman or possibly Jack Perry. Joining I agree, and I think that leads to the Pillars match again between Jack Perry and Darby. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then I think that's I think that's how we end. I think that's how we how we end Revolution. Um, so you're going with Matt and Nick. Jackson yep. to beat Steve and Darby. Yep. Oh man, I swear, my, my brain is already fried from these from the previous match. This is now another one. Um. Uh, I don't know. In all of the episodes we've done to this point, with the many more to come. That we're gonna do as time goes on. I this is the match that is leaving me the most speechless because this is gonna be a memorable match. I this is this is the end of a career officially because of the fact that you mentioned earlier that he lost to Triple H at Mania in San Francisco, where he went out on his back once already. <laughs> I don't see how Sting could go um, on his out on his back twice. But, it's a, but it's, a, it's it's a difference though because they they made him do that. Tony Khan, this is Sting if Sting wants to win, he he'll win. I think deep down he not I think Sting knew in WrestleMania that they were going to have him lose because of who he was. Because he was a WCW guy. And that's how they do business there. I don't think Sting has... I don't think Sting... I think Sting knows that Tony Khan won't have him lose because he's not an AEW guy. I think Tony Khan... I think Tony Khan is letting him pick how he wants to go out. And this is and I think it's going to be Sting's decision to put over the new guys. Uh, or put over the new, you know, the new company. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I hear you. That's why this is so tough. I mean, as a fan of the wrestling business, as a fan of professional wrestling. Because of now had that not been mentioned, I would have easily set the bucks. I would have easily set the bucks. But I, but I, but I see what you're saying, and you're right. Tony has told Sting, however you want to end your final match, you say it, done. So it wouldn't surprise me if him and Darby lose for the first time ever as a tag team in Sting's final match. I don't want to see that. I would like for Sting to go out on top, but I guess it could make for an intriguing storyline going into the summer, you know, going into double or nothing. And especially if we get the corrupt corporate elite with Matt and Nick Jackson and Hangman possibly, and then Jack Perry, you know, um, Maybe, like you said a couple of weeks ago, that could possibly set up 
for an Anarchy in the Arena 3 match for double or nothing in May in Vegas, especially if we're not going to get um, Undisputed Kingdom versus Max and then Bullet Club Gold. Um, for, for, oh man, damn it, this is tough. I need a fucking drink after this. So, my heart says it wants to go with Sting and Darby. And plus, you gotta remember, Darby is gonna fucking jump through fire to make sure that Sting doesn't go out a loser. He's gonna, he's gonna fucking do shit we may have never seen before. You know he's gonna do a coffin drop off of, like, the barricade, like, the upper levels, you know? Because that's fucking Darby. He's gonna, he's gonna fucking go to hell in a handbasket for Sting to make sure Sting wins his final match. So, I was gonna say the Bucks. I still think it will be the Bucks, but because of the fact that he already went out on his back once, even though I'll probably be wrong, be wrong and I'll be okay with being wrong, I'm gonna go Sting and Darby Allen to win Sting's final match on Sunday night. You got a quick response to that? Uh, again, it's AEW. It's not predictable. Anything could happen. And yeah, you, know, you know, I'm fine. With, you know what? If if Sting wants to win this match, his last match, and then they forfeit the titles and they do a tournament that mm-hmm. that ends that dynasty or double or nothing, I'm fine with that because I think there's enough talent in the tag team division to Absolutely. do that. Um, again, whether the Bucks win. Or Darby and Sting wins. I'm, I can't be mad at either or. I think there's storylines built already to whatever happens. It can work out. It's not going to be like, oh my god, Sting's going to relinquish the belt because he retired. What are we going to do? I think that they can already do things. Um, I think they can already set stuff up on the next on Dynamite to to you know to handle that. So you know, it it's up to him again. If he wants to go out winning, it's his last match. I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. He deserves that. He deserves to go out as a champion. If he wants to Absolutely. go out on his back and push the new era of AEW, you know what? I'm fine with that too. Again, yeah. Tony Khan called him AEW's greatest legend. I think he's one of wrestling's greatest legends. Absolutely. You know, you, you know he. You can't go wrong. Um, you can't go wrong. With what he chooses, um, me personally though, if I'm if I'm creative, if I'm if I'm part of Tony Khan's you no know, team, and I'm talking to Sting, my push is, hey, you picked the Bucks for a reason. You know that they're safe. You know they're the best tag team. You know we're pushing them as the hills now as part of this EVP squad. Let's you know let's go fully and have them win the belts. And let them now be the reign of terror that now we need the uh, the AEW guys to, you know, beat them. We have Jack Perry coming back. We have Hangman doing his hill tendencies that we're going to bring into the fold. Um, yeah. You know, let's work it that way. Same way as the pasting. Hey, you want to win? That's cool. Win the belts. Win, you know, win them. Come out dynamite. Say that, 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 that you won. That you're going to relinquish them with Darby. That you want to do a, a a tag team tournament, um, and you're gonna be there to give the belts to the new to the new winners at Dynasty 
or double or nothing or, or whatever you pick. And I'm fine with that too. And I, yeah. I don't think the crowd is going to, the crowd's, the crowd's not going to boo either way. I mean, if the Young Bucks win, they're going to boo, but they're not going to boo because they're mad. That they're mad at AEW. They're gonna boo because the young bucks are hills. They need a boo for them. Yeah. The same way if if Sting wins, they're not gonna boo because oh he's retiring. They're gonna relinquish the belts. Right. Right. Um, I'll say this in response, and then I actually kind of like your idea. Maybe spend like 10, 15 minutes. And I and I actually like that idea for um, every uh, pay per view. Uh, preview show that we do going forward where we do like a quick 10-15 minutes where we um, say what we would like to see uh, coming out of the pay-per-view. So, um, you up for that before I give my uh, closing thoughts on the match? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I absolutely agree with you 100%. Um, And plus, again, if we're not going to get Undisputed Kingdom, Versus MJF and Bullet Club Gold for Anarchy in the Arena 3. I think we could easily get that with uh, corporate. I- I'm going to call the group uh, Corporate Elite, you know, with um, Matt and Nick, Hangman, and then possibly Jack Perry. That would be my group name for them because they're using their EVP status to basically abuse their power, you know especially the whole thing with Tony Com- or Tony Schiavone. Um, no matter what, it's going to be very emotional match. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I know you're looking forward to it. I know um, I'm going to be watching it on Sunday night, whether it's with the Queen or on my iPad. Um, I, it, it's going to be sad to see the end of an era, but, you know, I'm happy for Sting um, I think it's going to be a fucking phenomenal match. You know, I just hope he's careful. And one thing I'd like to see come out of the match, maybe Sting does his uh, Joker Sting persona one more time. What do you think? He could. You know, hey, if he's fast at, if he's fast at makeup changes, I could see him doing an errors where he starts off as Stingers, as Surfer Sting, yeah. goes, goes into Crow Sting, Goes into Joker's thing and then goes finally into the you know the Darby's thing. I think that'd be something cool people would probably you know pop for. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I would like to see how that match comes about if they do another season of AEW All Access. Have you heard anything on that before we get to our uh, debut of what we would like to see coming out of the pay per view? I have not, but I'm pretty sure if they do a, a, a if they do a TV new TV deal, it's probably going to include that. If they do a streaming deal, that's going to include that too. Yeah, because we haven't heard a single fucking thing about the next season of AEW All Access. By the way, off topic, what? SmackDown starting off with Roman. Oh no! Oh man, I got to turn that on in a minute, but. Of course, we got to do our um, what we would like to see, and then I got to close the show, um, and then I got to go be with the queen. She's waiting on me. Um, I'll, I'll have to go back and watch the video on YouTube in the morning. Um, is, is he still doing his entrance? Roman? 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's seven oh six right now. Yep. God. I swear he has the longest entrance in WWE right now. Jesus Christ. And by the way, I'm not gonna watch that rock promo. I just saw that it was twenty one minutes long. Ugh. I will I will look at the bullet points because a twenty one minutes of promo from the rock is a long ass time. No matter <laughs> yeah. no matter how good you are. So I'll give you I'll give you the main highlight of it, and this is probably going to be a um, hashtag from all the Cody haters out there. At the end of it, he basically said, Cody Rhodes, fuck your story. (laughs) Fuck your story. He literally said it twice. And I'm just like, damn, dude. Any clown pharaoh. Huh? Any clown pharaoh. His dog. Oh man, Jesus Christ! That that is something else. But I'm probably gonna have to watch the uh, YouTube videos. Uh, before we get out of here, um, let's do a quick uh, debut of what we would like to see um, coming out of Revolution on Sunday. Uh, I'm gonna let you go first. Well, <clears throat> what I can see is I I want to see on that next Wednesday the start of these storylines. Um, we know what's we know what's coming ahead. We know Okada's coming. Ninety nine percent sure. We know Mercedes is coming. We know there's a, we know there's a partnership with CMLL now, and we know the double or nothing. Well, we know Dynasty is here. Yeah, and that's gonna be the next pay per view leading up into the big one, double or nothing. So, you know, I want to see. Uh, I want to see closure to this. I I want to see continuation of the Undisputed Kingdom. You know, the I guess the big news is so Dynasty was the name of MJF's faction in MLW. No shit. It is. It was the only thing that kind of throws that off now is that the a former member uh, Alex Hammerstone just signed with TNA in an exclusive deal. So we're not going to see him in AEW. Ooh. But so you think that could be like a little um like a little cryptic code there that Max is coming? Could be. Um Ooh. So it brings me to it, we could have seen Richard Holiday mm-hmm. that was part of that stable too. He's a free agent. We, we him maybe help out MJF. If he comes back, if they sign him, and we can see Alicia too come out too because she was the valet for uh, Richard Holiday when he was in MLW. No and, shit. And she's with MJF, so we could definitely see maybe her be a mouthpiece manager that kind of maybe gets Britt Baker into that feud, where Britt Baker turns heel and joins Undisputed Kingdom. Yeah, so I like that. You know. We have that. I want to see when the hopefully we get a clearer picture mm-hmm. of the women's division after this week, and then of course big business. I think it's going to be all around Mercedes. Oh yeah, I'm hoping that that big business we see a lot of women's matches. We all know that Mercedes is going to be there. We've seen Boston spell with two S's. Mm-hmm. Big business. Um, I want to see Mercedes come out first, get that pop. And then let's showcase the women 
Um, if you saw her tweet that she did yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, Julia, the current um, strong champion, who just mm-hmm. who, who's gonna leave stardom at the end of March, said that she needs to beat Mercedes because she wants to beat her, and it, it she's the champion um, of the, of strong, but she beat Willow. Mm-hmm. Who beat Mercedes and but she wants to be Mercedes and right. Mercedes tweeted her back saying, Do you are you about big business? Or are you about talking? So huh. you know, we might even see Julia at big business. They challenge. Who knows? Uh it's gonna be an exciting time. I, again, you know, we have WrestleMania season coming, but I think in between this WrestleMania season, it's definitely gonna be AEW season. With big business happening happening in two in two weeks, dynasty happening mid happening the twenty first of um of of April, and then just leading into a big big you know twenty twenty four with AEW. Absolutely, no, I I like all of that. Um, all right, so I guess for me um, to close it out before we. Uh, before I get you out of here, and then before I take a quick break and close the show for today. Um, so what I would like to see, a couple of them I already listed um, earlier. Um, my number one, obviously, being Jamie Hayter, um, being a big surprise return at um, Revolution on Sunday after Tony Storm's match with Deanna Perrazzo. That's number one. Number two, um, shout out to you because... I'm going to have to get a hold of my buddy in Houston um, who split half of the pay-per-view cost with me last year. And because of that code word or the fact that dynasty is a code word uh, possibly and with MJF possibly looming for a return, just like how World's End was in Long Island. um, Shit. Like dynasty now has my attention now. For that reason. So I would like to see MJF with his own uh, babyface faction with Alicia Tao, you know, his real life girlfriend, basically go up against Adam Cole, Britt Baker, who are obviously real life couple, and Undisputed Kingdom. If that is the case, if they don't do uh, corporate elite versus uh, Darby and his possible group for Anarchy in the Arena 3, I would totally be fine with um, Dynasty and uh, Undisputed Kingdom being a um, being Anarchy in the Arena Three. The fact that you mentioned that now actually has garnered my interest in uh, Dynasty. Should it be announced, which I'm gonna say Sunday night during Tony Khan's. Uh, press conference post uh pay-per-view press conference that dynasty will be announced what do you quick uh real quick what do you think about that being possibly um yeah i mean if he's announced that after the at the press conference on on sunday night i think they're gonna talk about it um on um on wednesday yeah uh absolutely maybe that could be another possible uh, Tony Khan has a major announcement. I mean, and then I can I can also see if it's if it's not about MJF, I can definitely see it being built around Okada. 
I mean, he's a dynasty. He's a player. He's a dynasty player. He's is the ace of you know New Japan for the past ten years. No. It could be it could be his coming out party too. But you know what? I think it's gonna be that it's gonna be that Saturday into that Sunday um, with Collision oh. into Dynasty. I definitely think it's gonna be more MJ. I mean, MJF has been gone since rolls in. Since rolls in, so I mean, January, February, March, April, May. I mean, four months. I, I depending on what he's doing with the surgeries, or if he got surgery, or how how he's healing. I definitely see that maybe the the start, the official start of MJF versus Adam Cole. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do have an assignment for you before we reconvene um, for episode nine next week, but I'll get to that here in just a second. Um, a couple of more things I would like to see. Um, I would like to see Thunder Rosa challenge Julia Hart for the TBS title. I think that needs to be the next challenger for Julia Hart. Um, that's number one. Number two, um, what the fuck was I just thinking? Um, Trip Beretta turning against Orange, number two. Um, number three, uh, I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Uh, oh, um, I feel like we need to get a little more clarity as to where the whole uh, Spokely... Uh, Statlander and Willow storyline is going because it seems that ever since Statlander has teamed with Stokely and I guess somewhat Willow Nightingale, and I want to hear your response real quick on this here in just a second, Um, but it seems that ever since uh, Statlander teamed with them, she has been on a losing streak. Your response? Uh, Yeah, I agree. I I think it's definitely a swerve. I think it's definitely built to have Stokely turn on them and introduce a new woman to AEW. Uh, you know, Stokely is a great chicken shit hill. He is a chicken shit uh, And don't get me wrong, he's funny as a face person too. I mean, I love looking at his tweets because they're hilarious. I don't know if you if you follow him on, on X. I, I should. I will after. God, go, go look at some of his stuff. It is hilarious. Um... But I think he does his best as that chicken shit hill. Um, I think there definitely is going to be a swerve coming soon where he, you know, introduces a new person to attack Willow in, in stat. Um, yeah, good. Maybe. But yeah, also- you know, no, definitely but- she's been on a on on a skid since since joining Stoke. Oh, the Rock's God. coming out now. Huh? The Rock. Oh, he's coming out now. Yep. Oh my god. Oh damn, I don't want to do what we did uh two weeks ago. Um when we did uh episode six. Um fuck. Okay. Uh do you have any closing thoughts before we get out of here? Cause I don't want to keep the queen waiting much longer because I still gotta close out the show. Do you got any closing thoughts? No. You know what? It's gonna be a great weekend for AEW. Sting's last match. Um, it's gonna be a good one. WWE, get your shit together with partnerships. You just <laughs> yeah. had a big mistake with with uh, all Japan Pro Wrestling. Again, don't go into partnership with WWE. It's always one sided. Um, yeah, it's true. 
And a big rest in peace to Mike Jones or Virgil. Um, yeah. He passed away this the, earlier this week, or I guess a couple of days ago. Uh, whether you knew him as Virgil, Soul Train Jones, Vincent from the NWO. I mean, I think he was just that jobber's jobber. He he did a great job at um, making other talent look good. Um, and he was one of the boys. So, you know, rest in peace to him. Yeah. Other than that, that's all I have. Uh, you know, I hope you have a good weekend. Uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about, you know, Revolution on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Monday, we'll talk about it. We'll get into it. Unfortunately, I will miss Dynamite next week. Why? I got to work. Oh, fuck. Um, so I will be missing that, but I'm going to watch it as soon as I get home. Um, and you know what? It's going to be good. It's a, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. Again, oh, Revolution is. this week, going into Dynasty, double or nothing. Um, and then WrestleMania season, of course, is always a big thing for the WWE. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, just, just a great time to be a wrestling fan overall. Oh, it is, especially with football ending. I mean, I still watch hockey, Vegas. Are you going to watch the UFL? No. I'm not wasting my time with that piece of crap. You're not going to rock it out? No. No. If it's not the Dolphins, I don't care. Hey, look, I'm a a, a Houston roughneck. Oh, my God. Okay, when they create a Miami team, we'll talk. Until (laughs) they create a Miami team, I'm just like, eh, I got other things to do. I mean... You know, I gotta, I gotta figure out some moves to grow the podcast, both our podcast and then State of the Real Union. Um, you know, I gotta figure out moves for other things in the meantime. And plus, you know, when I have time for sports, it's either college basketball or Vegas in the uh, off season in the NFL off season for me. Um. My closing thoughts is this. Please, MJF, please, for the love of God, make Dynasty a memorable one. Please. Also, Chris Statlander, you ain't got nothing on my girlfriend because my girlfriend kicks ass in so many ways. Shout out to the queen. Also, two more things, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, or Then, of course... Um, the usual. Um, Tony Khan, please get a fucking show, a dynamite or a collision out to Albuquerque or Omaha, please. Also, shout out to the Queen. Um, and then finally, finally, Final Fantasy Rebirth. Good shit. If anybody out there is listening because this will probably be the only either or podcast that I do this week, which I'll address that here at the end for the love of God fucking play final fantasy rebirth. It is game of the year until college football comes out this summer. And then of course to you brother, um, I hope you have a good weekend. We will absolutely be checking in for revolution and dude, as always, not another person in the world I'd want to do a wrestling podcast with and with you, brother. You know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tag I team partner. It. Tag team partner. Tag team champions for life. Yeah, man. Amen to that. Amen to that. What you got going on the rest of the night before I get you oh. out of here? 
just just gonna sit back, watch uh, SmackDown, watch Rampage, and then if I feel froggy, I might jump into this twenty-one minute video promo from The Rock. Uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah, look out for Cody to uh, give his side of the story because I guarantee you he fucking had someone tell him the gist of the video, or basically he may have watched the video in private. If he's <laughs> scheduled tonight. He's going to give a fucking response. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, what's your schedule next week? Um, what is it? I, I close Tuesday. I close Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I open the rest of the week. So. You open the rest of the week? Okay. Um, Want to reconvene Friday next week again? Yeah, we can do that. That way, so we can do um, tonight's SmackDown. A revolution recap, and then uh, we'll see where we go from there. Sounds good. I love it, brother. All right, man. Well, look, we'll reconvene. We'll talk on Sunday. I may see you at work tomorrow. We'll definitely talk on Sunday, but reconvene next week. Works for me. Sounds good. Sounds good. Love it, brother. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Stay safe, everyone else. I'm closing the show for the day. When we come back next, Alan, I'll see you soon, brother. All right, man. Later. All right, man. Closing the show when we come back next.